troop level up. What's up, Woolly Mama? See all these fly honeys oh, out man. here? How's your health at the moment, Atsy? I know that I've been jumping in the AG1 program, the Athletic Greens. Have you been uh, on the Athletic Greens? I did, mate. I was ripping into them, went to Bali for a couple of weeks. Nice. And found it was a good little routine. Wake up, do the dawny, Athletic Greens in the dunny. So the family didn't wake the family up. Not with dunny water, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't have mattered. Still would have tasted good. Yeah, so that was my little routine. Dawny. Athletic greens, paddle out, surf for two and a half, three hours, and then come back and spend the rest of the day with the family. It was a good good way to start your day. Sick effort, mate. And uh, don't forget to go to athletic greens forward slash barreled. Keybone, you saucy bastard. You like stout, don't you? I love stout. And you love coffee. I love a good long Mac. Well, why don't you fucking have a go with this one? Cheeky Monkey Brewing's latest limited release long Mac topped up pastry stout, 8.5%. Have a have a taste. Let me get my lips around that thing. <laughs> Beautiful. Mate, it is really, really good. I had that one last night. That is so tasty. It's a really good beer. Long Mac, topped up, pastry stout, cheeky monkey, limited edition. Get it while it lasts. It's not going to last long. It's fucking awesome. You. That's delicious. It's coming up to winter time in the southwest of Western Australia. What that means over here is fires, open fires. It means red wines. It means cuddling up with your lady friend or your male friend or your dog or your dog <laughs> or your cat <laughs> wallaby kangaroo okay okay enough's enough but we need some red wine in this picture surely Forrester yeah. estate they're the best there is i love cuddling up to a lifestyle range that's i think it's a good it's a good honest red wine for a good honest bloke and his missus by the fire or dog or dog yeah Forrester estate get on it get your lips around a Forrester estate Tell you what, coming into winter time, I am in need of a new wetsuit. Adzi. Mate, get on the Shark Eyes wetsuits. They are the world's first ever multi-purpose wetsuit with no compromise function across all water sports. Uh, mate, they've got decades of manufacturing experience and environmentally conscious premium materials have all gone into this. There's a lot of a lot of research, a lot of hard work, and a lot of common sense gone into this sick wetsuit by Shark Eyes. Adzi, you've worn the, the actual wetsuit. In two words, sum it up for us, mate. Smooth balls. Oh, yeah. No rash. <laughs> so get yourself a Shark Eyes wetsuit. They're the best in the business and you're supporting a local product. Barrel Surf Podcast. 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 Yeehaw! Okay, welcome back to Barrel Surf Podcast. Namu, here with you. So stoked to be back on the show tonight. It is a, a very, very special episode. Very, very happy to be here. And uh, as usual, I have to my left, Ads Kennedy. There's no T-Bone tonight, but welcome on board, Adzi. Hello, mate. 
G'day, mates. Uh, yeah, what a fantastic little evening we've got here. <laughs> we, are, we are not in the shed quarters. We are in the shed quarters 2.0 Hilton version. Uh, mate, tell you what, we are going okay, aren't we? We're going okay, <laughs> mate. We're in a fantastic man cave that is just absolutely littered with old school surf photos, memorabilia, a wooden bar, a pool table, a heater. And, mate, you need the heater. It's eight degrees and absolutely pissing down out there tonight. Cold, subtly, middle of winter. Mate, but we're on the top of the hill in Yelling Up, and I feel like we're about to have a chat with some West Aussie surfing royalty. I'll tell you what, we absolutely are. We have, like you say, West Aussie surfing royalty, South Australian surfing royalty, and uh, we've wanted to get this this young man onto the show for a long, long time. And uh, we young, fin- being, young being the keyword. Young being the keyword, yeah. and we finally got together, and uh, we are in the man cave of Baz Young. Tell us a little bit about our guest, Adzi. Oh, mate, Barry Young. He's uh, he's been kicking around the car parks down here ever since I've been sniffing around him. Uh, I always knew that he was uh, from that elder generation of um, competitive surfing, and uh, also I knew he was in the um, in the business side of, of surfing for a really long time. We haven't known, known each other super personally, but we have been um, giving each other the, the respectable nod for, for many years. We've been told by many, many people, hey, you guys need to get Barry Young on. So He's, many people. So many people, and uh, mate, I'm so stoked to be here. This man cave is so fucking cool. I honestly think we could get three hours out of just getting a story behind each one of these photos. But uh, without any more of my waffle, welcome to Barrel Surf Podcast, fucking Mr. Barry Young. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure to be here, boys. (laughs) It's a fucking And as we take a sip on another beer, as Captain Good Vibes said in tracks, it's like a thousand angels dancing on your tongue. (laughs) Pissing on your tongue. No, no, it was dancing on your tongue. Dancing on your tongue. Well, you would know, not me. I just thought it would be more debauchery involved with Captain Good Vibes. (laughs) Yes, well, exactly. We won't go there. All right, thanks, boys. Lovely to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Wednesday night. um, Yeah, mate, you have come prepared. You've written down some notes. Um, He's got more notes than Mickey Plowman. I know. Mickey Plowman loves his notes. I know, but it's a lifetime of notes. My my list of notes goes back 80 years, not (laughs) quite. Exactly. Mate, how old are you, Baz? I'm 76 now. Yep. Just turned it last week. Oh, did you? And I need notes for everything. Yeah, good. good. Everything. What, What date's your birthday? Uh, 25th of July, uh, Leo. Good. Happy birthday for that yeah. one, mate. Happy birthday, mate. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. boys. And, um, mate, you're still in the water? You're still surfing? Oh, I'm still surfing a bit. I, I sort of find it hard in winter time, mainly because there's three or four factors. First of all, I think about how much fun I'm going to have in the water, and that doesn't amount to as much <laughs> these days. And then secondly, I'm looking at either it's too big, it's too much seaweed, it's too cold, yep. there's too many people out. I mean, there's a, <laughs> I, the list goes on. So I sort of went to the Maldives in March again this year for another trip. Yep. And um, we'll, we'll def- I haven't surfed since I came back and it's Fair now enough. July, end of July. Yeah. We will definitely delve into your deep and sordid love oh, affair with the Maldives. It is, it is unbelievably, oh, it's terrible really. I can't believe it. Actually, I had to give a, a talk there on the last time I went. Did you? And uh, the what? reason for that was... Um, they asked me to get up and talk amongst all these normal, what I call normal guests at a resort. <laughs> you know, the people sort of not surf water bungalows cords. and all. Yeah, it wasn't the surf crew there, and um, 
they said, we want you to sort of, you've made like, I don't know how many, 38, 39 trips there or something. We'd like Fucking you to go and hell. give a call. 38? Something like that. You know, wow. it's close ah. to that. But it's since 1988, so it's a long time. But they basically, it was really hard to explain to these crowd of people that know nothing about surfing. Why the fuck would I go back to the same place 38 times? Mm. And I could just see the look in their faces was like, really? You, you know, you need to go out and see the world because that's a long time in the one place. So are there people there that don't surf? Oh, it's a normal resort. And then right. they have like a surf camp component of it. Okay. So they allow 30, around about, I think it's 33 now. And uh, you can only book it through adult travel. You can't do it through anyone else. You can't just roll up with a board. Um, so they've got it rigidly under control. But, um, yeah, look, you know, it's just been wonderful over the years and it used to be really cheap and unfortunately now it's a little bit expensive. But that's How fine. cheap was it back in the day? Uh, we were doing trips there and the first time I went there, we didn't really stay at Pasta. I'd, I was the agent here for Ocean and Earth, a guy called Brian Cregan, an old mate of mine, and he rang me up one day and he'd just done a... Um, trip to Europe to appoint a new agent and uh, he gets back and what happened was when he came back he's missed his flight in London back to Australia so he had to catch another plane and he ended up going via the Maldives on the way back to Australia and uh, he just flew over all these atolls and saw all these waves and he gets back and he goes Baz we got to go to the Maldives. He says, I'm going, that's a diving place. What do you mean? You know, that's what people do there. Yeah, right. And he goes, nah. He said, this is something else, I think. He said, we've got to get there. So it was about 12 months later. Uh, myself, I got Bob Monkman to come a along yep. and another guy called, um, oh, I'm very sorry, I can't think of his name. He doesn't surf anymore, so I'll just let that one go Captain through good to vibes. the keeper. Yeah, that'll be good. <laughs> Captain Good Vibes. Yep. And uh, uh, Ross Wilson, that was his name. Oh, yeah. And um, he stopped surfing when he got back because he said, That's it? I, that's it. I can't do any better, which I thought was really weird to say, but he just stopped <laughs> surfing after he got back. He blew a valve. Yeah, he blew a valve. Yep. And, um, and then Brian Cregan went and his sales manager went. So there was five of us. And um, we stayed at an island close to uh, Pastor Point, but we didn't know any names of anything. There was no one going there then. So we basically, it was just like a surf discovery trip. You know, we pulled up alongside, we got a speedboat to take us out to the waves, or where we thought the waves were. We pulled up at Sultan's, which is now a well-known place, and we're just going, oh, that looks surfable, you know, let's, let's go out and give it a go. And it was a beautiful right-hander. I paddled around the corner. There's this beautiful left on the other side of the island. <laughs> I surfed it on my own for about five minutes and I wanted to stay longer, but I had to go back and tell the guys how good this left was. <laughs> it was just like something out of a cartoon. You know, it was a perfect left and a right going down. Fuck. We were only there for 10 days. We got lucky. It was in September and you can have... The Maldives is susceptible to a lot of monsoonal weather. So um, it, we weren't too sure... Well, we didn't know. We were just going to somewhere we'd never been. There was nobody. Where were you No staying? one from WA had been there or even not that many from Australia. And then we're out in the... Well, we stayed at a place called... Um, I think it was called Paradise Island. It was close to the area. But Brian had done... Brian Cregan had done a bit of work on where he thought we should go. And we weren't far wrong, but we were a little bit away from it. The bummer was the Australian dollar was at 52 cents 
against the American. Yeah. And everything's in US dollars there. Oh, right. So we're going out in a speedboat every day yeah. and it was costing us like bloody it's 300 it's bucks to go out for a surf, <laughs> right. you know. But it was, there was five of us, yeah. but it was still a lot of money, you know. But well, on about the third day out there, we're out surfing Sultans and we'd surfed this left, which now is called Honkies. And uh, we'd surfed a right-hander called Jails, which is a really nice right. It's up there in the photo, actually. Yep. Um, and um, anyway, Tony, the guy that discovered surf in the Maldives, he came out on a dhoni with two Maldivian guys that he'd taught to surf because he had no one to surf with. <laughs> so he had a couple of guys that would just learn to surfers and Tony. And he came out in this dhoni and, you know, uh, we just sort of organised with him soon after that that he'd come and pick us up at the resort in his dhoni and we'd go out and go surfing each day. So, oh, so what sort uh, of time frame is this? What, what is it, was no, it was, um, I remember it because it was the 8th of the 8th, 88. 1988. So it was the 8th of August, 88, wow. when, we, when we arrived. There's we only went for 10 definitely days. something going on there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Power in numbers. Yeah, yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, really? Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, so I don't know how we got to there so quickly, but, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, that's my love affair with the Maldives. That's when it started. So, so all those trips have happened. Were there other since. people surfing there apart from you guys? Or were you the first No, 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 surf? no. There was no one else surfing okay. there. No, right. no, no. We, um, it really wasn't known at all. I mean, they didn't actually set up a proper resort there until seven years later in 95. Wow. Uh, Tony eventually sort of succumbed to the pressure from a couple of people to, look, if you don't do it, Tony, someone else is going to do it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it just made an article in Surfer magazine, quite a big article around that time, okay. might be 93, 94. So, you know, the attitude was for Tony was, I can't protect this any longer because there's stories, there's a movie called Serendipity, which is, well worth a look at, and it's oh, about yeah. him discovering the Maldives. Oh, right. It's really good. So, yep. um, yeah, I don't know. It's um, It had to happen. and so I did, But I didn't go back for a lot of years. I started – I actually thought – I was only about 40 at the time or something, and I actually thought the waves were a bit soft. Yeah, right. So I started uh, going to Tavarua, and I went there for about seven years, uh, cloud break and restaurants and all that stuff. And then – I figured when a little bit further down the train, down the line at sort of like 50, I was thinking, yeah, maybe I should like look at the Maldives. And now there's a resort there to go to. Yeah. That's run by Tony, the guy we knew. Oh, yeah. And so then I started going back and just never stopped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just never stopped. Well, look, we always knew we were going to talk about the Maldives and we got to Bazio. Yeah, we got there really quickly. That's we the got problem. there real quick. But that's no surprises because it's, uh, it's been a massive part of your surfing life and... Mm. We definitely um, want to want to hear all about those stories. I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, it's pretty, uh, and we want to hear about Tavarua as well. Yeah, uh, but maybe we should dial it back because that's what we do. Yes, let's uh, let's Why go back, back? Yeah. back to when Barry Young was actually really young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did oh, well. uh, you grow up? Um, well, I was born. I'm a pom. I was born. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they don't. I mean, we're all poms. We're all some, poms. Yeah. Some, some, yeah, some yeah. sort. Yeah. yeah, sons of convicts. What did you think yeah. about the cricket last week, mate? Uh, oh, well, you can imagine. I'm sort of more... I'm an Australian now. <laughs> yeah. I was you, three when I left. England? I was only three when oh, okay. I left. So yeah. um, we... Uh, my father was in the Navy and uh, he was a gunnery officer and uh, he was in New Zealand during the war uh, teaching New Zealand 
you know, how to fire guns right. <laughs> on boats. And um, then when the war finished, I was born in 47. And then, I don't know, when, in 1950, we headed off to live in New Zealand. Yeah. We had family in Australia, but we lived in New Zealand for about, um, I think, seven years, something like that. And then we um, moved to Australia. On the North Island of New Zealand? Uh, I was in Wellington, yeah, okay. in the North Island, yeah. And uh, Windy Wellington. And uh, obviously left there when I was 10. And we went to Australia and we ended up in Adelaide because we had family there and that was our base. So yep. I grew up in Adelaide basically from the age of 10. And is that where you first started to um, go and swim amongst the breakers down the beach? Yes, and they were a bit in... like that in the local beaches. It's yeah. it's in a gulf, so basically mm. it gets no swell. Adelaide's on, you know, in a gulf, and it can't get swell where it is. Uh, not in the city beaches or town beaches, but um, yeah, I just I, I basically my first memory is actually it was 1962, and I was 15 years old. And remember, guys weren't surfing really young like they are here now, you no. know. So 15 was still considered fairly early. And I, um, I remember seeing the photo of Midget Farrelly winning what was then called the world title at Makaha. And um, uh, I don't know, it just sort of inspired me. I wanted to give this sport a go, you know. I'd done a little so bit of skateboarding. Photo? Was it in the newspaper? Or? Yeah, it was in the newspaper. It was yep. front front page okay. of the Adelaide paper. Yeah, front it was, page a, of the it Adelaide was a big deal. I mean, it was one contest, but it was really hard to win. It had always been won by Hawaiians. Yeah. And this was the first time that someone from overseas had won Makaha, to my knowledge, anyway. Yeah, right. And uh, Midget was, in those days, one of the big surfers, you know, the best surfers in Australia. Yeah. And uh, I remember seeing that photo of him kneeling alongside the trophy and thought, yeah, I'm inspired. It's a bit like if we win the World Cup in soccer now, there's going to be a lot of people yeah, playing soccer. Yeah, cool you know? to see that, you, mate, we're sitting here now and you're, you're 76. Yeah. And it's this one photo yeah, of yeah. an Aussie doing well in surfing. And, and you hear all these things with sports that they're yeah. role models and all of this. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And, and, mate, your whole life has been dictated. Oh, it's been di- and it's been my business. I've been so lucky. Yeah. And your, yeah, yeah. Everything. It was from one photo. Yeah, from one photo. Aussie winning a comp in yeah. a way. That's but if you probably cool, think man. about yourselves, yeah. there's probably one thing that got you started. And, it, you know, it might have been an older brother or it might have been, yeah. I don't know, whatever it could be. But there's always one thing that gets you interested in doing something. But I think in Adelaide, I really count myself lucky because it's not a surf... Not really a big surf town. It is now. There's a lot of people that surf there. But in 1962, there wasn't that many people surfing. So my dad bought me a board. It was actually a cool light board covered in glass. Oh, right. In fact, there's a you photo ripper. here of it just on the end there of that photo at the end there. And it's basically, uh, it was owned by some girl, some chick, and we ended up buying it for, I don't know, 30 bucks or something. And that was my first board. But it was really weird. I, I'm even mystified to today because I didn't know of anyone that had a cool light with glass interior yeah. made board, you know. It sort of and makes sense, that, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I know, but you know, glass doesn't really even attach to it very well. So I don't know. It was a homemade board, obviously, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I just started – we lived in a place called Glenelg. And I'd walk down to the beach on stormy days and you've got to remember Adelaide's really cold, really cold in winter, you know, colder yeah. than here is near it? Victoria, so okay. it's cold. Yeah. And I just walked down with a board and I didn't have a wetsuit. 
I didn't I didn't wear a footy jumper like you hear stories. <laughs> I didn't do that. Yeah. But you know, I just surfed in the local stormies. No one to teach you. Like yeah. you know, as you know now, it's just so easy. If your kid wants yeah. to surf, there's so many opportunities. Yeah. Softboards you know. and bendy oh, fins. Yeah, you know, and, and surf schools and, and all and that stuff. And so it was really I do count myself lucky that I actually got to go and learn surfing in South Australia, you know. Yeah. So like little wind waves in Glenelg. Yeah, just wind waves, yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah. sloppy wind waves. Yeah, That's all. Yeah. I didn't have any mates that surfed. I just walked down with them aboard every day. and <laughs> Well, not every day. Every day there was Stormies. Glenelg yeah. surf pioneered. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so, yeah, I started that and then just got more and more into it and ended up um, – so that was 62. By 64, I, was, I could surf okay. And we were, and my parents had taken me down. My dad had a big Chevrolet. It's also in that photo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. he had a big Chev. He always liked his American cars. And we used to tie that board on the top of the car with big rope. I, can't, I can remember now. The rope was like this thick, you know, it was really big. He's, uh, he's showing about a 25 mil diameter there yeah, for our listeners. Yeah, it was huge. And he'd tie it to to the to the door handles and we put the board on <laughs> the door and and you know it's hard for people today to understand but yeah, it's like, you had no idea what it was going to be like and, and yeah. driving to the coast was like either 30 minutes away to a place called seaford norlunga yeah or you could drive an hour to victor harbour which is again just big beach breaks pretty average waves so all of south australia and if there's anyone going to listen to this from South Australia, they probably won't be <laughs> saying it, but it wasn't really good waves. No, know. not around there. No, they'd, no, be, no, they'd no, be happy no. with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 probably yeah. would. And um, so, yeah, I just started surfing more and more and my dad would take me down. They'd leave me there all day and then pick me up in the evening. Yeah. And uh, then we started a board club uh, called CV Road Board Riders. And it was, I don't know why, but in... Those days, and I don't know if it happened just in South Australia, I don't know if it happened in America a bit, but board clubs were named after a street. Oh, yeah. Like there was the Day Street Board Riders in South Australia. We were Seaview Road Board Riders because oh, yeah. one of the guy's parents had a, a sort of a house at Victor Harbour in this place called Seaview Road. So and you left your boards there And that, something. you know, that was, you know, it's like calling yourself Adzi Plumbing. It's yeah. pretty straightforward, <laughs> yeah, you know. Pretty, yeah. so, um, Don't forget to get all your plumbing needs from Adzi Plumbing. <laughs> yeah. new, new sponsor of the podcast <laughs> as of tonight. Adzi Plumbing and Dunbay Home Loans. Yeah, yeah. Dunbay Home Loans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom. Um, so, um, here we started the board club. Um, what was that called, Baz? It was called CV Road Board Riders. Okay. And um, nice. it was an unusual time because Adelaide wasn't a place where you'd think that surfing would take off because it had nothing in the city beaches. And you've got to remember the period, you know, it's 1963, 1964, surfing was just starting in South Australia anyway. And um, um, I, I have this sort of, you know, after years of, of being in the industry and everything, I've often thought about why surfing got started like it did. And one of the big things was, I think one of the big things was music. Oh, yeah. You know, you had the Beach Boys, you had, like, who, I, know, who did, I can mention names surf? that no one oh, will know, but there was yeah. this little um, girl called Liddy, Little Patty. She was from Sydney and yep, she was sort Patty. of this, you really are, oh, no, Little Patty. Yeah, and Little Patty no, had a, so, a song called Long, Long Haired, Wompy Stomping. Boogie surf, Woogie. Yeah, something, yeah, something, something like that. that. Yeah. And there was music like um, 
the Deltones, they did a song called Hangin' Five. And if you listen to the words, it's describing going surfing with a little bit of, it's pretty corny in parts, yeah, but, course, yeah. you know, it's early in the morning, it's time to make a start. And I put my polished surfboard on the rack upon my car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I head down to the surf club where the waves are breaking high. I'm going to catch a mountain, but I won't go down the mine. And it's sort of, um, it, but you know, it sort of describes surfing. Yeah. And and the Beach Boys were such a rage in those days. They were such a worldwide group that it even sort of, you know, got into South Australian minds about going surfing. So yeah, right. you know, it's sort of one of those things where. You may not think it would have an influence, but I reckon it did. You know, it was yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. It's you know? all oh, culture. Had a massive yeah, culture. Influence. You know, yeah. Gidget yeah. and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. So anyway, we ended up um, we ended up uh, getting sponsored by a radio station called Five AD in South Australia, and they ended up um, uh, giving us you know team parkers and board shorts and all that sort of stuff just paid out. And there was about twelve or fourteen of us in this club. Yeah. And um, they ran a contest for a, a hearse that they'd converted into a surf wagon. Oh, yeah. It was a single spinner Ford, like 19, I think it was like 1952 or something, the yeah, model. Yeah. And um, they painted it sort of bright lime and green and they offered it in a, in, a, in a contest on their radio, even though we'd been sponsored. Well, the guy that won, he had to guess the weight of it. Oh, yeah. And this guy must have got the closest to the weight of this giant hearse yeah it would have been you know that had been carrying tons. bodies around for many <laughs> years and um the guy didn't want it so i think they oh, gave really? him you know he said look i've won it but oh, i really don't want it and, and the reason they didn't sort of make him take it they'd been thinking about that as they're sponsoring seaview road we'll give them this hearse so they gave him 500 bucks or yeah i think it was four dollars then maybe yeah, yeah it was 19 yeah, 64 65 when was when did Currency Don't ask change. me, mate. Don't, Don't ask mate, you. Mate, You're just a plumber. <laughs> mate, and I'm 45. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, um, we ended up um, getting this charger. Well, that's what we call it, the surf charger. Yeah. And uh, it was just our weekend club rooms. We'd Which pick was... each other up. we go surfing in this thing. Fit 12 boards on the top. I was going to ask whether you put them in the top or in the back because no, obviously no, no. in a hearse and you guys having big boards, yeah, you, yeah. you could have there's, fit them all in couple, the back. There's a photo around here of it somewhere. I don't know where. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll anyway, it doesn't it. matter. Um, so, yeah, we, that was our week. You know, we just pick each other up. We go away for the weekend. Where were, where were you starting to venture to once you had that? Oh, beast? well, we were still going down south a lot, but we used to go across to a place called Yorks Peninsula, which oh, is yep. about, about three that. hours away. You know, we'd, yep. we'd take it over there. Uh, it was just unreal. Yeah, I mean, some good waves over at Yorks, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, some good waves at Yorks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's some average waves. And in those days, we were probably surfing a few of the average ones yeah, of rather than the more daring waves oh, at that yeah. time. Well, yeah, know. equipment yeah. wasn't... No, it yeah, wasn't right. The, whole, you know. the headspace, yeah, nothing yeah. was there. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we just... Um, yeah, it was a really good time to be a surfer, you know? Like, we had nothing to really look up to. There was nothing in front of us, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, you know... Well, the world was in front of us, but the, it was you know, there was canvas. nothing. Yeah, it was a blank canvas, you know, so yeah. it was all fun. You know, yeah. it was good times. And then, um, so, mate, when, when was the first time you surfed outside of South Australia? Um, I did a trip to Queensland. Oh, well, we used to shoot over to for the Bells contest in, in the Charger. Oh, sick, and, in the uh, In fact, <laughs> it was recent. you know, there's the Surf Museum in... Uh, 
in Torquay. Torquay. Yeah, I've been in there. Have you? Well, yeah. they recently did a Wheels and Waves segment where they sort of had a lot of old surf cars and started to um, trying to connect them to surfing through the surf museum. So they, you know, and, and the charger, this surf one was in the was in the museum. But um, we used to go over there for the bells contest. Was in the years when. Um, you know, Rolf, uh, what's his name? Rolf Arnes won the world titles. And I think that was 1970, something like that. So but we used is, to go across to, comp, we used to yeah. go across, sorry, mate? The Easter comp? Yeah, the Easter, Easter comp. Yep. We used to go over for that all the time. Not to compete, but just to go over for it. And, um, uh, but I did my first sort of surf trip up the east coast of Australia in 60... Five, sixty-six, something like that. Spent six months up the east coast. Lived in Noosa for a while. Um, the funny thing about that is, uh, we there was three of us went up in an old FJ. Well, that time wasn't such an old FJ Holden. Yeah, and um, it was only ten years but it was old, old enough <laughs> that it had a lot of rust in the floor. And so you know, how, you know, it's a long trip, even from South Australia going up the whole east coast. Yep, and. Um, you could see the road going by <laughs> underneath it had that much rust. That's only 10 years old. Doing yeah, like, yeah. Doing like a <laughs> yeah, yeah. stone thing where you yeah. start the car by... <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. So we ended up putting all cardboard in there before we left thinking, oh, this is going to stop it, you know. We'll be fine. We'll, we'll, we'll be fine, you know. But on that trip, I reckon we'd go like 200 k's and the fumes were so bad that we were coming up into the car, we'd be jumping out of the car and someone would be having a spew. You know, it was lucky you didn't die. Oh, it was. And Carbon we had bad headaches. Everybody's asleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but we'd have a few days off because you're stopping at places and surfing on the way, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I lived in Noosa for um, two months, I think it was. Oh, and yeah. um, lived around Crescent Heads for quite a while. I don't know if you know that. That's oh, yeah, quite yeah. a good right Yeah, hand, Just getting right back hand. to Noosa, Baz. What, what were the crowds like then? Oh, nothing. Nothing there? Absolutely nothing. There's a photo that's quite a famous photo of Paul Witzig taking a photo of Bob McTavish and he's... Um, yeah, sorry. With the FJ Holden. With the FJ Holden. I, I actually drove past that day when oh, he was get doing fucked. that. No yeah, way. I drove past. That's and one of the most iconic it, surf photos yeah, of all I know, time. Yeah, exactly. Bob McCabe standing only, at Noosa only, with the FJ. Yeah, well, the only reason it really stood out in my mind was because... I knew who Bob McTavish was even then, you know. Yeah. And uh, and I was just racing to get out the point with the other two guys and our rusted out bottom FJ. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, so they were setting up to take. That's uh, he was walking. Well, he was actually walking across the road with his camera as I drove past. No way. That's so, awesome, man. And that's so that photo I, happened a few minutes later, obviously. That's a really, <laughs> really iconic photo yeah, in surf yeah. history, man. But there was, there was no when one When you there. look at that photo, like it looks dreamy and ideal, but when you actually have a close look at the yeah. waves, like they weren't actually that good that No, day. they weren't. Like, but as a drawn back image, yeah, yeah. it looks really yeah. amazing. But then you're yeah. like, oh, actually, it's a bit crumbly and it's like, yeah, what? yeah. But well, it wasn't that good. No, and but uh, it's such an iconic yeah. photo. And you can see that obviously on its day, it, it gets better. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And the FJ Holden, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And and we were going out to surf tea tree anyway when it was going to be a bit bigger out there. Yeah, yeah. But it, look, we were surfing with, oh, you know, it wasn't totally uncrowded, but it was like 10 people. 
That's in the, the water. Yeah, that's yeah. the photo, yeah. Mm. And it was like 10 people in the water a lot of the time, you know. Yep, no leggies. And, uh, no leggies, nothing like that. Yeah, exactly. That was a problem. Yep. <laughs> so you went down, you spent some time at Crescent and obviously Le- was Lennox being surfed at that point? Uh, yes. Oh, they were all being surfed. I mean, there was a lot more surfers on the East Coast than where I was from, you oh, know. for sure. So they are all being surfed. They just weren't the numbers that, yep. as the years went on, yep. increased, you know. So... Um, I actually, the first, what got me to come to Western Australia, I was having dinner with my two mates in the um, Crescent Heads um, Country Club and there was a group of guys there from Western Australia and they were Murray Smith and uh, a guy called John Borgani, both really good surfers for WA and they were up there to compete in the... um, 68 Australian titles at Coolangatta. I think it's the one Peter Drewham won, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, anyway, yeah, we made friends with them and uh, we ended up uh, staying with them in their accommodation. I forget where we were, but it wasn't very good. And this guy that they <laughs> knew the who uh, – <laughs> what was that? <laughs> back of the FJ. Yeah, back in the FJ, yeah, <laughs> with air conditioning on the floor. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and uh, we ended up – there was this guy that had an electrician shop in Kempsey, which is only about half an hour away, half an hour away from Crescent. And um, this guy called Keith Payne, and he got to know the WA guys. Um, the sad part, of, well, not the sad part, but the weird, the, the weird part about it all is we didn't know, but he was playing for the other team. Oh, right. And a few of us got touched up in our beds at night, <laughs> but no one ever <laughs> yeah. said anything, you know, until <laughs> no, no years later, you know, like... <laughs> just a little cuddle amongst Oh, yeah, just, oh, I've got to pretend I'm asleep here. Keith's, <laughs> Keith's sitting on my bed, you know. <laughs> no wonder he's letting us use his house. Yeah. Uh, exactly. But I had a... a couple of bunch I, of fit young surfers Oh, going, yeah, oh, come yeah, on yeah, in, yeah, boys. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, it turned out that uh, I, I had to be there for a while because... Me and my friends were um, painting the Kempsey Heads buttery. Oh, right. Yeah, the dairy farm. Uh, just Classic. as you cross the bridge into Kempsey, it, I don't know what it is now, but so I never painted in my life, but we spent about yeah. six <laughs> weeks there <laughs> painting the buttery. And so we had to be there for a while, you know. But um, Classic. Yeah. So Mate, what about um, those early Bells trips? Uh, can you give us any insight to some of them? Any any uh, wild parties at the after celebrations? Yeah, well, or we were a little like bit on the outer, you know. We're a group of guys from South Australia. I'm sure there was plenty of that going on with all the top surfers. And yeah. it was a time when there was a lot of crazy parties, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so, no, I didn't really go to any. On the few trips that we went over for, for Bells, um, I mean, what had, did happen in those early days is I met the guys that started Rip Curl. Oh, yeah. And um, Brian Singer, who was a school teacher at the time, I met him out in the water a couple of times. And then uh, Doug Warbrick, who's the other half of Rip Curl, we went to the golf club one night for a, che- a cheap countery. And Doug Warbrick was the wine waiter there with a white shirt and a bow tie. <laughs> no <laughs> and I knew that he surfed and I hadn't. I just knew of him in, in Torquay, you know. But um, so that's where I, that my startings with Rip Curl came because um, later on, when they did eventually want to appoint an agent here, I'd just come to WA the second time around. We haven't talked about the first time, but I came yep. around the second time to start my business. And, yeah, I just, because I knew them, they were going to give it to Len Dibbon, 
Yep. But Len, um, he was a retailer, so it wasn't really an ideal setup to sell to other retailers. He really wants someone devoid of that yeah, occupation. Because they want to have other brands in their shop, right? Sorry? They'd want to have other brands in their shop. Well, that's the, the thing. Reason. And they didn't like – they wouldn't have liked Len to know what they were buying because he also was a retailer. Yeah. Yep. So I don't think it was ever really going to work, but he was on their list. And then I rang Brian up and said, look, you know, because I come from South Australia where O'Neill was big at the time. And um, and uh, that was taken in WA. So um, I just thought, oh, well, I'll just try and get Rip Girl. And I rang up Brian and got his details. And I was saying, do you remember me? You've seen me in the surf a few times over in... You served me some Bell. wine at the... Uh Hey? You yeah. served me some wine at the Bowls. Yeah, club. yeah, that was yeah, that was Doug. Doug I never yeah. talked to Doug. Oh, I talked yeah. to Brian, yeah. but um, yeah, Claw. Claw was a strange guy, you know. Very hard to have big conversations with Claw. But Brian was the, you know, he was the businessman in Rip Curl, you know, when they finally did get get it up and going. So anyway, yeah, I, I took that over. And uh, so, how long had you been in WA at that point when you when you sort of started? Uh, I. It was the second time I came because... Okay, well, give us your first thing. Yeah, all right. The first time I came, I got caught up for Vietnam. Oh, right. Yeah, I was in the... You know, it was that time Vietnam War was on and I was sort of 19 years old and... I was only... Yeah, well, I was going to say that, but... <laughs> I listened to that song yesterday. Yeah, did you? Yeah. yeah. And um, recent and my marble got picked out 25th of July. So yeah. I was up and uh, to me, it was just like a death sentence. So first of all, the first thing I thought of... I won't be able to surf for two or three years because I'm going to be conscripted, yeah. you know. And Charlie then, don't surf. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> I've got a T-shirt with that on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Too. And uh, was that from Full Metal Jacket or something? Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, so anyway, I um, I thought that the second thing was I've, we were getting sort of news reports of. Three Australians killed today, you know, stepped on a mine or... Yeah, yeah. It was just dribs and drabs of Australians dying, but it was happening quite regularly, you know, yeah. because we were, we were in the war, you know. And that's in a time when you don't have access to a lot of media either. You're only getting no, no. quite no, a, no, no, a, piece, no. a piece of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. way more yeah. getting killed than what they're Well, it could have been. Yeah, it could have been. Um, so, yeah, I was pretty devoted that that was sort of going to be my future for a few years. So I thought, well, I'm not working. I... I quit my job and I just, um, and I'll get back, it was not, not, not a big deal job. I was in a, sort of working for a, a fabric company at the time and um, just in the storeroom. So I, I quit my job and I thought, I know all these guys from WA. It's the land of the left, so I'm a goofy. Yep. That's where I'm going for six months. And I'm be, on the goofy. And you'll be off, on the off the radar as well. Well, Is that what you're uh, I'd like to sort of embellish it like that, but that wasn't the case. I was prepared to go in and I, was, I wasn't going to try and disappear like a lot of crew did. Like Wayne Lynch and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Heaps yeah, of yeah. surfers That's did right. it. That's right, yeah. Went, Fuck, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, in all honesty, what was your thought, apart from being a death sentence, I mean, I'm sure oh. a lot of surfers were just like, have no idea. We what, had what, no interest in And it. what are you even fighting for? What yeah. sort of stuff? Like? Oh, it was so hard to sort of... Um, feel any patriotism yeah, i, I not, certainly didn't feel that they weren't no. knocking on our door were they? no no yeah. so um so anyway so i came here for six months and i had to go for my medical i was living down here i was living in a car down here with a guy called john staley at yelling up car park just living in the car park didn't know about bears right down the front of where we didn't know about right lefties now. i was yep. just surfing 
surfing uh, shallows a bit, surfing yelling up, surfing gallows. Yeah. But a lot of these other waves hadn't even really been thought of in 68, yep. 68, 69. Yeah. So, yeah, I was living down there in a car and um, getting bitten alive by mosquitoes in yeah. summer. And, and the midges oh, coming out of there, those yeah. tea trees. So, bushes. we ended up, um, I had to go for the medical in Bunbury. Oh, yeah. So, I got for the medical in Bunbury. I hitchhiked everywhere. I didn't have a car. Yeah. <laughs> the car that was down here was, was the other guy's sort of place to stay so yeah he didn't want me to go up to Bunbury on it yeah, so yeah. I ended up hitchhiking <laughs> up to Bunbury so you're living in someone else's car yeah basically. yeah 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 and, it was, and it, was the, it was that sort of thing you know the old Sandman type yeah yeah you know, well, that's, that's a, a F- FC yeah, yeah panel van like, that yeah, you're pointing yeah. I, I was going to bring that photo up yeah. later because I'm a panel fan Afficondo yeah. well, grandma gave me that photo really many years it's not ago, your car yeah. No, no, okay, no, no. He just gave so it to me. This is one of those branches I was talking yeah, about yeah, before. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I wanted to ask about that because I'm like, it's a fucking sick 1959 FC panel van yeah. photo up there, in black prime and condition, prime condition, boards on the roof, and I'm like, that must be Baz's. Yeah, like, no, nah, I wish no. it was, but it wasn't. No. Okay, I actually a... wrote one off like that, though. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So I bought in a in a police auction branches again, rolled it three or four times and wrote it off. Um, um, I'll get a photo of that and put it on the Instagram. Which story are we going here? The riding off of the panel van or continue on the other one? Maybe can you quickly bang out that riding off the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we'll get back. Yeah, let's okay. that for sure. Okay, so, <laughs> so I go up for the medical yeah. and I've got board bumps because at that stage we're still riding... On, paddling boards. on your knees. Uh, paddling knees on a mall, yeah, yeah. you know. And um, I had really big board bumps on my knees. Awesome. But the ones, ones on my feet were really big too. Yeah. So I go in for the medical and I'd heard something about if you swallow some silver paper, it shows up as a spot on your lung oh, and you might get out with cancer. Or silver. So, so, so I swallowed silver paper and went in for what the medical. What the fuck is silver paper? Alfoil. Alfoil. Oh, Jesus. Silver, but at that stage they called it silver paper. Oh, fucking hell. So um, it's alfoil. So I swallowed some alfoil little bits and pieces but they never said anything about that. Maybe right. they'd heard it about it before and other people had tried yeah, it, you know. Knows, yeah. So I ended up um, going through the medical and I wore, at the time, ripple sole de- suede desert boots were DBs. in fashion. Oh, yeah. yeah, but the ripple sole ones, you know, with all yeah. the... Yeah, they're the oh, best. You know, the ones they're that the Rollers. And, and I, so I had black ripple sole desert boots. So I wore, wore them into the thing, as luck would have it, Yeah, because... He looked at my feet and then he looked at my shoes and he goes, can you wear normal shoes? And I luckily twigged pretty quickly and I go, uh, no, they have to be soft like that, you know, like suede or on the something on the top, you know, yeah. something that's soft leather. I said, I don't, I, I do have a bit of difficulty, you know, so I was got desperate to try lump, anything, you know. Weird lumps on my feet. <laughs> weird lumps. And um, the guy that, it, that did it, he said... Uh, I don't know, I think it was a general practitioner, but he said, and I, th- I always remember this because it sounded so weird. He goes, it's a bit like, a, like I was telling him it's surf bumps, you know, it's from... Are you being surf- honest? Hey? I, I thought you were going to claim that these things were, oh, I don't know what these fucking no. weird lumps are. Oh, no, no, yeah, no, right. no. I was telling him it's from riding surfboards, you know. Okay. And, you know, apparently carpenters can get them on their shoulders if they're lifting a lot of wood. Yeah. You know, that can happen to calluses. Yeah, yeah. Just a callus. Yeah. So he's looking at and he's I've going, got some on the inside of my palms. Yeah. I yeah. can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, exactly, yeah. And uh, so he goes, he goes, this is the thing that just really blew me away. He goes, 
It's a bit like, like this is 1968, right? We're yeah. putting just flying men out to into outer space and that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, it's a bit like an astronaut's disease. We don't know much about this sort of thing yet. <laughs> I just no fucking I had trouble keeping a straight <laughs> face, you know. I'm going, really? You know. So anyway, so he says, I'm going to send you to a uh, podiatrist up in Perth. So I go, oh, oh, yeah, okay, you know. So about two weeks later, I hitchhike up to Perth. I go and see this guy, and he knows straight away that if I don't, if I stop surfing, these things are going to go away in probably five weeks, six weeks. You yeah, know? yeah. But you've got to wear army boots in the mm. meantime, you know. So he sort of looks at him, and he knows what's going on. And he goes, "Do you want to go in?" And he's writing something on his bit of paper on his desk. And I said, "Mate, I've never shot a rabbit." I said, "Yeah, I don't even really understand what this is really all about, and I really don't like the idea of losing my life yeah. for something I don't really." Over believing, you know. I said, yeah. I don't know, you know, I just don't know. Yeah, because you didn't so, have the information. In no, your hands no, like you no. Do now. News oh, channels were, were really limited, you, you guys know. were blind. And really. um, so he just goes, hmm. And then he just writes something and he writes something else. I'm sitting there and he goes, You're out. Fuck, what a legend. And I got out. I didn't have to go to Vietnam. Life, I didn't have to go in the army. So it was. Tell me about your thoughts when you, when you got that. Well, I remember that I. Walked out of there so elated. My mum and dad were obviously like a lot of parents, really scared of yep. their kids maybe going to Vietnam. Not everyone went to Vietnam. I might have ended up in something else, you know, but there was a good chance you could. So I ran out. It was in West Perth, and I ran from West Perth uh, down to the GPO in the centre of Perth, which is down where that H&M store was. Yep. That's where there was a big building there. That was a big post office. It's fair, right? No mobiles. Yeah, but well, I say I ran. I, I did run, well, but not that maybe the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but I ran. I was only nineteen. I probably yeah. could run pretty well. And then uh, I rang up mum and dad, and you know everyone was just so relieved. And I got out. I got out. I didn't have to go in, you know. And then I hitchhiked back down south, and I got back to Yelling Up, and it was mid afternoon, and it was a really nice day out at Yelling Up. Now, in those days, we didn't go right very much, if at all. Yep. We went left all the time. Yeah. And I went out and I just had the best surf, you know. Yeah. like It was like this huge weight what, that yeah, for six months imagine. been weighing on, on my sh shoulders. shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So, uh, yeah, I was pretty elated getting Mate, out. Because it's pretty cool because I've heard old, older guys talk about how um, like those, those bumps on your knees – and your feet, they were like feathers in your cap, you know? Like yeah. you'd walk around and whoever had the biggest bum mm. was like, <laughs> he'd been fucking surfing the most and that was like a, oh yeah, it was like you wore it with pride. Yeah. And um, yeah. mate, that's a really, really cool story that yeah. those surf bumps potentially saved your life. I mean, you could yeah. have gone, to, yeah. they got you out of being... Well, you don't know. In the old foil. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't only that, I think it was also about how fucked up people came back like. Oh, so fucked up. So it's not, it's yeah. not imagine, you know, I knew a couple of guys that died. They weren't close mates, but I yeah. knew a couple of guys that, you know, died over there, but also a couple of others that came back. And there was no Pretty PTSD shocked. back then. Well, they used they yeah. used to call it shell shock or something, didn't yeah. they? Something, yeah. something fucking maybe, yes, exactly. something yeah. like that. And um, yeah, yeah. And it, was it was just bad. like, mate, and that yeah. shit's still with people. Oh now. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. There's that, been a lot of people commit suicides. Oh, for sure. Right, you know? Yeah. 
Wow, so, that's uh, that's a really cool story. How the fuck do we even get there? But yeah. um, yeah. oh, that was something that's to do right. with the first first trip to West Oz. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's um, yeah, yeah. That's, so that's where we ended up there, mate. Give us the uh, when you rode off the pa- the FC panel van. Like oh the yeah, well I was I just got my license, and um, South uh, Oz in South Oz, and uh, I bought a, a sky blue ex police um, FC like that. And um, I forget what it cost, but it was cheap at the time, you know, at, at an auction, at a bucks? government auction. Hundred bucks? Oh no, not quite that cheap. Although you're only earning about <laughs> seventy bucks a week in wages. Yep. Oh, it's going fine. Yep. Chicken I think I'm kid. talking too much to be, and I'm drinking too slow. No, that's what you're here for. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I had this panel van, and I'd been surfing all day. And I was driving back from this place called Day Street, a surf break, and I was going to Victor for dinner with some other guys. But I was in my car on my own and I was stuffed. You know, I'd really put in, put in some hours at the beach. And um, I basically fell asleep at the wheel and rolled around a corner, just rode it off and got bounced around inside. And well, it, all, it all feels up. like slow motion, the way you, you, know, mm. you fall and roll and yep. everything. How many, how many rolls you do? You know? I think I did about three or four, but we had these um, telegraph poles in South Australia. I think there's maybe some here, but there were a lot of them in South Australia. Yep. And they were made of concrete, and on each side of them, they had iron girders, looked like railway girders. So these things were indestructible. And somehow I rolled off the road, went around a corner into this side road by the time I finished, but I missed hitting this was really that that would would have probably finished me if yeah, I did yeah. that you know probably cut the current oh it would have I think yeah. you know so I ended up um so I ended up uh getting my mum and dad to pick me up from Victor Harbour Hospital so and my okay. old man was okay. so pissed off <laughs> he never talked to me all the way home I'm thinking fuck aren't you have to like happy I'm alive you oh, know man. like yeah. but he uh and he was a good dad but he was pissed off I'd only had this car like five weeks and Sort of drove while I was tired, you know. That was the yeah, problem. Yeah, okay. You know, which is something that's more more sort of prevalent these days. And well, it does more yeah. more well known that you shouldn't drive tired. But that's right. Yeah. Imagine then. Yeah. So it was just tired, and and it was only about five thirty in the afternoon, but it was afternoon sun coming in the windscreen, oh, nice and, and warm. Trying to fight against <laughs> it. Yeah, it was nice and warm. I've been cold surfing now, I'm warm and yeah, yeah. yeah. So right. yeah, so I yeah, so I wrote the car off. But another thing that happened to me only about it, the reason my parents were pissed off <laughs> was that only, I think, two weeks before that, I was changing at this place called Middleton. They've got beach houses on the point, right? Yeah. And it was raining. So I went into the undercover of a front door of one of these units, one of these resort homes or, you know, homes that were there that wasn't being used at the time. So I'm changing out of my wetsuit and the cop car comes by and they book me for indecent exposure. Oh, no way. And I had to go to court. So while what? I'm waiting to go to court, I've now written the car off. Wow. So my parents, they weren't happy with me. For they just Did you get off that charge? No, no, no. no. It stuck. It. it stuck. Did it? it? Was like, you wouldn't believe how sort of much the fun police were around in oh, those yeah. days, you know. Mate, the They're amount a lot of more times now, I've had you know? my prawn waving around the yeah. car park down the bottom yeah. here and I'm just and I've got this thing you like would never a, get booked over yeah and I'm just like that. mate 
it's a surf car park. It's a beach. Yeah. I'm not yeah. like you're gonna no. pop a flash of my bum or yeah. whatever here. Like, it's like I haven't seen it before. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, mate, it is what it is. This is Good. an area where I feel like you're allowed to do it. But yeah, yeah. obviously back then you weren't. I mean, not well, that I'm like. No, you know, no, no. You're not probably not blanking about it. But no, at the end but you're gonna now and again. You're trying to change quickly. Yeah, and, especially and if you're frothing. Yeah. That's right. You know, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you got yeah. charged. What? What was? I got the... charged and with indecent exposure. So I got a record. Do you? Actually, I've got two records. Oh yeah. You want to mm. indulge the other one, or you want to keep? Well, it the other one chest? was when I was. This may or may not have happened. By yeah, the this way, may or it. may not have happened, but it did happen. <laughs> uh, I'm living in Bunbury. I'd snapped a board down at Parry's Beach in that six months I was here, and I only have one board, and uh, so I had this mate called John Staley, who lived in Bunbury, and um, I ended up having to go to Bunbury and and do some work. So I was um, working on the railway yards on a conveyor belt, tipping wheat, uh, sacks of wheat into a rail truck. And I'd do that all day long. That'd keep you fit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so I had to live in Bunbury for about two months to get enough money to buy another board. So um, got to know a lot of the Bunbury guys, you know. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but, you know, the Cove here at Yelling Up, yeah. that used to be called the Bunbury Break. Because a lot of the Bunbury no guys way. used to come around down there and surf that. You know? Really? It's yeah. like another break up the coast that's uh, very well populated by a few Bunbury crew these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teddies. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> the, uh, the old Teddy. The old Teddy. Yeah. Mm. And um, so, um, uh, where was I going with that? What were we talking about? The Cove, about? Uh, oh, the Bunbury. No, Bunbury. Oh, yeah, I was in Bunbury. So I'm working at the rail yards and, you know, I'm getting enough money together. But it's right around Christmas time. So I spent Christmas with John Stone and his parents, you know, in Bunbury. And it was one of those cases, they, it happens on Yelling Uphill still, I think, a little bit. They have like a ute that comes around with a keg in the back. I don't know yep. if you remember this and whether it still happens, but um, it used to be Mark Patterson used to be used to be in charge of it. And Paul should Blight. still happen by the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah. and they basically should. go around the streets and they're, you know, someone's dressed up as Santa, they give some lollies to the kids. And people are having a few beers, you know, yeah. in the back in of the, the morning. In the morning. How right? do you wear starting this back up? Yeah, this I think it's a good idea. Oh, you know? man, it's such so a good... I don't, I'm yeah. not sure. I don't think it happens anymore now. But anyway, no, this was happening in Bunbury too. So my day started early in Bunbury on Christmas <laughs> Day. So by about three o'clock in the afternoon, I'm shot. Like, yeah. I'm so wasted. And I don't even know where we were, but we're leaving somewhere in town... And we're crossing the road and, you know, you know, when you're really pissed, some of the things you do, you sort of, you know, I'm, start, I'm directing the traffic. I'm stopping the traffic so my <laughs> friends could cross the road. And then I lie down on the road, right? <laughs> but what's the next car that pulls up? A cop car. Oh, right? no. So I actually went into jail for four hours. On until Christmas his, Day. On Christmas Day. Oh, that's and Until his mum and dad came and bailed me out. Wow. And they, were, was telling, they were trying to scheme. They're going... Oh, you're going to be here all night, mate. You're going to be here all night, you know. Yeah. But luckily, I got out. You know, Classic. by that time, I'd sobered up. Yeah. So. Do you remember what the bail was? How much? What? Do you remember how much the bail was? No idea. No. no. And what no was that idea. charge? Like uh, public drunkenness? Yeah, or whatever? yeah something <laughs> like that. So public drunkenness and and, and, and indecent exposure. Indecent exposure. We've got two of, charges. Yeah, you know, they're um, yeah. you know, they're timeless charges. Oh, it's iconic. Yeah. Yes. Like, I reckon it's something to be proud beautiful. of. Yeah, it's sure. I yeah. mean, if you don't have something like that. In the 60s yeah. or 70s as a 20-year-old, nah. you were doing something wrong. Oh, really. and it's very <laughs> I mean, likely. You weren't living. You weren't and, living. Yeah, properly. and it's very likely that 
you could have had the first charge for drunkenness yep. and then up the same day with indecent exposure. Usually they come together. Yeah, they together. come, come yeah. together. <laughs> it's like a day at the cricket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man, it was a, yeah. definitely a beautiful time in Australia. I mean, I wasn't there, but obviously I've, I've seen it oh, all. So and, but even the 80s, I feel, you know, that I did yeah. grow up in, it was, yeah. Australia was a great place and it's still yeah. a great place now but it's so much has changed with yeah. you know laws and camera yeah. phones and oh, fucking yeah. political you're still going to get in trouble yeah, poli- for lying down the street drunk in the middle of Bunbury naked yeah maybe yeah, yeah oh, I don't know it probably happens they'd probably be more lenient now daily, say, come on boys yeah. move on it's just know. like fucking hell not yeah. again off you go <laughs> I think the trouble was there is they didn't have enough crime yeah, in those to keep days, them busy. To, to keep them busy. To so real stuff. As soon as someone did something wrong, oh, we're going to charge it's him. It's like, with... oh, sweet, I can justify my job here <laughs> yeah, for a while. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> this will give me at least an yeah. hour or two of paperwork. Yeah, my I sweet know. little gig in Bunbury. Yeah, How exactly. Good. I reckon they'd have enough to keep them busy with in Bunbury now. Yep. So much going on there. So, mate, um, okay, we've, we've, we've jumped around a lot. We've got yeah. plenty more to go. We're Just for the record, uh, listeners, we probably are going to do a, a, a two-part episode on Baz because... Um, he won't we, stop talking. Well, and, and <laughs> he's been around a long time. And, mate, it's, honestly, even if we got five minutes out of every one of these cool bits of memorabilia or photos, that, that'd chew up three hours anyway. Yeah. But, mate, let's... Um, just... just um, yeah, you got something? Yeah, I, yeah, I just want to uh, say you... You're in WA for six months. Went mm-hmm. back to South South Oz. Yeah, well, I had a very interesting trip back to South Oz too. Let's hear Perfect. it. Perfect. Uh, I don't want to hear it. Nope. I don't no want to hear it. it. Wait. <laughs> want to wait? No. Yeah. No. I'm joking. Oh. So um, this is as I end up getting a lift thing. back uh, after I'd finished here. My folks wanted me to come home and try and get a decent job because every job I'd had up to then was all related about surfing, either holidays or. Or, you know, or sorry, trips away or whatever. And I'd been things like, even in WA, I'd, I'd sort of worked an overhead crane. I've ended up doing stuff like, um, well, that was in South Australia, this was. I was a tap polisher, polishing taps, <laughs> brass taps Mate, with a group of old ladies. I can... Um... <laughs> <laughs> but just and I worked I, in the flower I, I, I mills. I could employ you at Ads Plumbing, mate. If you want to get, uh, if yeah, you want to come yeah, out of yeah, retirement, yeah, polish a few yeah. taps for me. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'll get you on the yeah, team. Yeah, I do have an opinion <laughs> on the quality. Oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up uh, doing a lot of sort of part-time jobs. You know, working on the rail yards, um, overhead cranes, just working in a means flower to an end. I oh, just means to an end. You know, right. just trying to get some money together yep. to keep living the dream. I suppose. Yeah, and. Uh, so I ended up going back to South Australia, but to get there, I couldn't. I didn't have much money the whole time I was here. I was, you know, I was okay, but I didn't have enough money to. No pay one had for, money when they were young. No, nah, I didn't have a car or anything, you know. Yeah. So I ended up, um, I ended up getting a lift back, or accepting the opportunity to lift back uh, across the Nullarbor with four other guys, and I thought, gee, that's going to be a bit crowded in the car, you know. <laughs> but it turned out. That it was a Ute. Oh fuck! So there was three With guys. A bench seat. It's a long least. trip across the Nullarbor from Perth to Adelaide, yeah. and um, the roads were all bulldust at the time. So yeah. we had this fine talcum powder dust. There was no real, there was no real bitumen right. road like yeah. there is now, you know. And um, so the deal was that the three people that got to sit in the front, you all had to rotate all the way through. And two would have to be on a mattress in the back with a tarpaulin over you, sleeping. So the two in the back got to sleep. Fuck. 
So <laughs> the deal was the deal was that you rotated around, and there's either three of you huddled into the van part of it, you know, the driver and yeah. the two. So it was a bench or, seat at least. Oh yeah, 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 yeah biggish. And then two had to sleep in the back. But every time we stopped to change over, because of this fine, it was almost like talcum powder. It was yeah, so yeah. fine the dust. Yeah, it'd hold all the hide all the potholes, giant potholes. You couldn't see them though. Wow. Filled with this fine dust. Yeah, but the problem was is when you lifted the tarpaulin on it was like looking at a couple of mummies because they're sitting there <laughs> like this their arms are crossed across their chest they've been in there for like three hours four hours and they're basically you know just white wow with all this powder on them Crazy. so you sort of brush them all off then they get to go in the front and then two others have to drop in the back so uh, that was rather interesting trip. imagine you do you have a son no, I've only got two daughters. Okay. Yeah. So imagine your daughter one day just said, oh, look, I'm shooting over Adelaide. Me mate's got a ute. Uh, we're just taking turns <laughs> of sleeping in the back <laughs> on the way. Like, <laughs> you, you'd just be like, oh, you wouldn't you're do kidding it. You me, wouldn't do it, would you? Yeah, and, and let alone that, it's it's yeah. corrugated. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, a, you did, you know, when you, you're young, you don't even, that doesn't even come to you. It's, it's a only older cut. when you go, yeah. oh, that sounds uncomfortable. You know, when you just go, oh, yeah, right. But I was shocked when I knew it was a ute. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, Fuck, five and you probably only ute. saw one car every five hours too, Oh, right? yeah. So it it's nothing. Not, so it's not yeah. like now where there's yeah. a car every 30 seconds yeah. and someone's yeah. looking at their phone and they yeah. might crash yeah. into you at yeah. 120. And, and we, stopped, dead, we, like. we did stop into Cactus a lot, you know. Like you? We used to do a lot of trips from Adelaide two cactus yep. in the very early days oh, you know? give us give us uh, your first cactus uh, uh, trip, well the really. first time i went to cactus i was fixing dings in this place called john arnold's which was he was the big he was one of the biggest operators in australia he did the golden breed range oh yeah i remember and that. golden breed was really big in those days i mean it didn't have much hardcore following yeah but a Appealed to the masses. All his ads, they weren't surfers. They were models in his ads. Yeah, there was they, a lot of striped sort of tees. Remember sort of a lot of striped tees? Kmart and Target and stuff. Oh, they? yeah. It didn't yeah, take I long remember. to go there either. But yeah. but he was doing, this guy, John Arnold, he was doing like 20 million. Really? A year. Wow. And he had what it not only for Australia, here? but he had it for Asia as well. But we're talking... Uh, around the late 60s, early 70s. 20 million in there. 20 mil. That's the equivalent and of there like was no 500 other million now, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah, because, well, Rip Curl and Quicksilver hadn't started. So wow. he had it on his own, you know. Wow. And uh, it was pretty popular. but um, Just clothing though, right? Just clothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but John Arnold, when I came back to South Australia... Um, I got offered to learn how to shape boards and I worked for John Arnold. I wasn't the greatest shaper in the world. I sort of, <laughs> I could get by and what they used me for was Wayne Lynch used to come over because they had an evolution model. Right. So John Arnold was paying Wayne Lynch big bucks to do this evolution model, which was part of a surf movie that they yeah, did yeah. in those that days. Yeah, that was um, uh, Witzig. Yeah, Witzig. Yeah. yeah, it was evolution. And so... I was doing all his models. So I was good enough to shape models, but Sick. there was another guy there called Wayne Dale, and he really was a good shaper, but it, it was just never part of my forte. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. so, I, you know, I, I did it for about three or four years, but while I was doing it, um, no, it wasn't even that long. I think it was like, yeah, two to three years. But um, I, there was this group of guys that had gone over and found cactus, and they were at this, there was this 
surf club called Day Street Surf Club. And they were a group of guys that they took off for a week from South Australia, three cars. They went around Port Lincoln looking for breaks and there was some there. And then they, one car kept going. The other two cars turned back. So in one car there was people that could look on look for surf for another five days or something like that. And they end up finding, turning down the side road off Penong and yep. finding cactus. Yeah. And then they came back and they kept it really, really secret. But all yeah. these guys were, quite a few of them were sort of business guys working in accountant, accountants or whatever. And they'd be in Adelaide, right in town, where I was working at John Arnold's Shaping Boards. And they'd have their lunch in the retail surfboard room. They'd be sitting there having lunch. Yeah. So I was putting my ear to the fucking wall <laughs> no every <way>. day. <laughs> trying to drop me, me a hint. Like, talk no. about cactus, you know. Really? Talk, like just so we can find out where it is, you know. Well, I don't think that worked. But eventually we did find out how to get there and it was probably nine months later and then we did a trip over there have you ever been there yeah i've been there a few times Do you know where you know where the jetty is on the other side yeah yeah well the first time i went there it was easter and it was the easter that bells was really big oh yeah and you oh, wouldn't 81 it was something like that simon anderson year yeah, or my, yeah was it was the thruster. simon anderson year i think yeah yeah i think and well, it was a really big Bell's Ear in the 60s that gets brushed over a bit. I remember reading Well, it might that. have been that one. I don't think it was as late as what... 81's pretty no, late. No, that, oh, no, it's not 81. Yeah, no, there was no, a I really was, big year in the 60s. I was living here in WA. I can't remember. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, 81 yeah. at Bell's. And everyone's mm. like, actually, well, it was a really big year I don't year know if it's the same swell, but yeah. it was Easter and it was really big, but it was stormy. And that was their first trip there. So it was all washed out on that side. Yeah. But on the other side, the swell was so big, there was waves... The at the jetty is yeah right. yeah yeah so we okay. were shooting the jetty on on longboards wow there's only surf we got the whole trip. <laughs> really yeah we didn't get any waves that time but went back a lot of times after that yeah yeah and were sharks spot. ever in your mind in those days um no because i don't think the shark problems happened until later on when more people started surfing it yep. if there's no one surfing it then you're not going to hear many stories i mean yeah that's th right. there was a kid at point sinclair they have a a sort of a race that goes from the end of the jetty to the beach. That's what I thought you were going to talk and about. Yes, I remember and, going there. And, and that happened around days. that time. Yeah. Yeah, that, that and little, he poor little yeah. nine-year-old boy got taken, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, but other than that, well, most of the shark stories of cactus happened later with yeah. more surfers being there, you know. Yeah. More surfers, protected species, yeah. that sort of stuff. Do you know there was a, one guy called Sharkbait? Do you know? Yeah, that? heard about yeah. that. But tell, he got, tell he got the bitten twice. Yeah. Didn't Outside castles, time. both yeah, times, castles. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that because um, outside castles is like the most furthest out of those of that bay, yes. isn't it? It's yeah. the deepest out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But so um, you, yeah. this wasn't even in your mind at the time. No, not really. No, no. no. I mean, I don't think it was in any our minds here. Going back, no, fifteen years. No, we never just talk about sharks, or no. It's only since you know all those. Factors yeah. have come to play. Probably twenty five years, trouble. I reckon. There was just you just go yeah. surfing and didn't even think about it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So tell us about. Uh, so you didn't really score the first time. No. What led you to drive all the way back then? You just knew that. There oh, was good we waves knew that there. the waves were good. You know, we, yeah, we could tell. Jetty waves, even <laughs> even though it was sort of yeah, just for the jetty wave. <laughs> no, we you could tell. It not all days were really large, but it was on shore the whole time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think we surfed it, but 
it wasn't very good, but you could tell. I mean, it's a yeah. reef break. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like surfing lefties on shore yeah. or Cause even ca- bears I mean, on shore, you can do cactus it. Cactus you know? main break. It's not very barrelly, but it's actually yeah. incredibly ruler edge. Yeah. Like it's yeah. almost well, we Indone- surfing, Indonesian-like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the way it reels yeah. off. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a great wave. It doesn't really chew. But no, no, no. It's fun. A beautiful yeah, wave. Did you ever surf the next bay around with SIGs and stuff and backdoor? No. Didn't even know about them because yeah. we used to surf castles, caves. Didn't need to walk over the headland. There was oh, already waves It's there. amazing how you don't think to do that. I mean, yeah. even when I grew up in South Australia... My mum and dad used to drop me this place called Southport. Yep. Now, around the corner, I didn't discover it for like... I was only really learning to surf. I, could, I was surfing, you know, I could surf. Yep. But it took me ages to walk around the corner and realise it was a whole new world just around <laughs> the corner. My like, mum and dad dropped me at Southport. And you like I'd this surf at this beach yeah. break. No one out. No one out, or, or if there was, it wasn't many. Yeah. And then I went around the corner one day and there's all these reef breaks, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you just sometimes don't... You, you, now your investigative mind would make you do it. But yeah, but it's only generally because uh, yeah. there's more crowds. Yeah, and, we're trying you know. to look for somewhere, aren't we? Yeah. Mate, what about um, give, from those early cactus years? Give us give us a story of uh, of just an epic epic day out there. Uh, What's something that an epic out? day out there. And, um, and and also two prong question. And also your, your camping <laughs> environment and and yeah. the whole scene there. Yeah, it was pretty. So basic. Give us an epic. I day. mean, there's a lot of photos here in the room, but is there? Uh, yeah, but yep. um, they're basically you know tarpaulins drawn between two cars. It wasn't like what happened at Nalu, where you know like proper little places were built in those days. Yeah, you just basically pulled up, had a bit of camping stuff, and pretty basic, you know. Yeah, but I remember one day out at caves and. Um, I'd been out there with about three or four other guys and it was really nice surf um, and they all went in. But again, I sort of wasn't really feeling uncomfortable out there because we didn't know of any stories. Then. Did they go yeah. in because there was some no. fish in the water? Or no, 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 just basically everyone in. But I, I yep. always like to surf three to four hours. It's not unlikely, unlikely for mm. me to go <laughs> to do nice. that, you know. It takes me that long to get enough waves now. Um, <laughs> Back then, I'm sure it didn't. Uh, yeah, but then, um, and I was out there on my own, and then I heard a bark. And I thought, what's that? And I turn around, and there's this warus. Really? I swear these tusks <laughs> were 18 inches long, like coming down like that. Wow. And he's just sitting out of the water and looking at me, and he's growled, you know, but... yeah. Anyway, I was out of there like as quick as you can get. <laughs> oh, I, I don't even know what he did, but I was yeah, out of there. Yeah, out know. of there. I had a mate who was attacked in South Australia by a walrus, actually. Really? Jumping Jimmy Miller. He was a pole vaulter from the Olympics. Was that the walrus name? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that when I'm trying to drink a beer. <laughs> yeah, he really came out my nose then. Jumping Jimmy Miller, mate. Jumping Jimmy Miller. Jumping. The he was, uh, yeah, he was an Olympic pole vaulter and, and he fucking... Mate, he thought he was getting attacked by a shark. Somewhere in South Wales, two, those two big fucking tusks went right through his thigh, mate. You're joking. So it was a good move that you got out of there, Baz. Shit. Yeah. He yeah. was big, this thing, too. He was yeah, big. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, uh, they don't take any shit, those big warriors, either. So <laughs> I don't think they do. <laughs> I don't think they would. <laughs> they will protect, <laughs> protect whatever they need yeah. to. And yeah. then when when did sort of locals start setting up camp at Cactus? Were you, uh, were you ever there? Yeah, yeah, I was still. I, was still yeah, I, I, I heard some pretty crazy stories about those dudes back in the day. Like, yeah. I think I don't, I don't really need to explain oh, to everybody moose. what the environment of Cactus. You talk about moose? Oh, just, I just heard oh. stories, you know. Like, oh, um, yeah. 
because it was you know everybody knows in Australian yeah. surf culture that in the 70s or whenever like yeah. cactus was a fucking wild place yeah, where you where you did go to dodge the draft in vietnam right oh, yeah, like, yeah yeah that yeah that was they're not finding you there yeah. hey yeah. and so, dodge uh, shotgun shells from locals yeah and, and it's and yeah. it's arid and it's ridiculously yeah. hot and it's harsh it's just oh, yeah. not the sort of place it's not like yeah. oh byron bay go live in the forest <laughs> with yeah. some nice peelers like it was yeah pretty hectic so the crew that decided to post up there full time were, were pretty gnarly right? right yeah there was well there was one guy in particular this guy called moose who was a south Austra- obviously a south australian well not obviously but he was a south australian guy and i sort of grew up around him and he was just like an enigma he was just like bigger than life this guy big fella um wild you know like we'd go to york's peninsula and I'm surfing at a place called Daily Heads. There was four or five of us out, and I hear this, and it's bullets hitting the water. Fuck no He's way! He's firing from the top of the cliff, what? not at us, but trying yeah. to miss us. No, you know, yeah. but I, luckily, it was yeah. He knew, lucky lucky his he was gun trying to miss was us. straight, and he and, wasn't. Yeah. And there was just yeah, there was just bullets being fired into the water, you know, wow. and then. Other instances where he'd where was he from? I mean, if oh, he's, he's from he's from South Australia, from yeah. Adelaide. But I mean, that's a big state. I mean, yeah. you, like no, you go to Cactus if you're from Adelaide. That's like eight hours drive on oh, a sealed road. Yeah, it yeah. would have been more well, back but, then. But everyone was well, but, no, not everyone. People were coming from Victoria and that, but yeah. But I mean, like you can't claim localism eight hours from where. Oh you live, no, can no, you? he wasn't even claiming localism. He was no. just having fun with us. Oh. <laughs> he knew us and everything. He knew yeah. us, you know. Exactly. We, We'd probably said hello to Moose like an hour and a half before in the oh, car right. park. Yeah, so he and then wasn't he just doing decides it. to pull out a gun, a twenty two, yeah, and fire bullets into the water. But they were close enough that you <laughs> that you heard that you know, like if it had been a long further away, you probably Zing. wouldn't hear it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then you'd be round you just couldn't trust him. You'd be round a campfire at night and he'd he'd sort of there might be a bonfire that's been lit in a 44 gallon drum and we're all sort of sleeping out around it and he decides to sort of get up light a bit of paper i oh, know he'd put he'd put like paper between your toes or <laughs> do things and light it you know like it wasn't just a simple match trick yeah. it'd be flames you yeah, know like right. it, he was nuts and Thank he's you. still around Is and he? he's and he's like if i heard only a few years ago that some guy went to cactus and pulled up at caves and parked in this particular spot, went out for a surf and these guys said, you're going to have to paddle in. He said, well, I've just got out. And he goes, you're in Moose's cast. No way. <laughs> and they said, you don't want to be there. I'm not bullshitting. You get in and move your car. Yeah, move it three metres to the left. It would have been like probably five years ago. So yeah, I don't think he, he was never that much of a surfer. He surfed, <laughs> really? but <laughs> he just liked being around everyone. And he yeah. built cars with double wheels on the back. Really? So, like, he built these cars that were sort of like they'd chugging through Adelaide streets and they'd have two wheels on the left and two <laughs> wheels on the right on the back and the car would be lifted up and this thing's just chugging down the road. Really? You know? He he's was got a, a sunroof and he's got his rifle yeah. out the sunroof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, you would have need... make a movie about this guy. It really could. You would have needed uh, a couple of sets of wheels on the tracks back yeah. then. I mean, yeah. you'd blow a tyre out there and back then it would be... I mean, even now it's hard to... Yeah. You'd be driving 120 k's at Sejuna to get a to get another tyre. Even would. still today, wouldn't you? You Probably. Probably. So back then... I don't know. I don't imagine Penong's grown... I mean, when I no, used I to go there, so. there was the Penong pub. Yeah, that's uh, all there is now. Uh, you know, there office. was a... 
petrol station on the other side of the road yeah. and a couple of places, but not yeah. much. I was about there six years ago and yeah, hadn't changed. Much. Nah, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much the Can't same. Can't remember what the episode was, but you had a pretty funny story about that. Yeah. I did. yeah. Now, Baz, tell us about when you did uh, eventually make the move over to WA. Okay, um, so I went back, I shaped boards for a while. Um, my it's funny, like we, under twenty one, your parents, you know, have a bit of an influence on what they think you should do, and you sort of feel well. I've been doing pretty well. I've travelled a bit. I've been to Queensland, been to WA, and been to Victoria a lot, and done little odd jobs to get around it's the time place. Time to get married, have kids, and settle down. Oh, but not quite that bad. <laughs> Although there was well, pressure on. You'd be surprised. Man. Oh you know? no, I yeah. was only half joking. Yeah, because I know that era. I mean, oh yeah. Fuck, if you were like married now. at twenty five, you're yeah. almost like. You know, you're going to be left goods. on the shelf. Yeah, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was. It was like that. Oh, you know? that's as yeah. a bloke. Imagine it's what crazy. it was like as a la- as a lady. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was more the case. The yeah, yeah. women yeah. Were, were sort of more, you know, into yeah. it. And so I ended up. Um, yeah. So I came to WA, lived here for six months, got out of going to Vietnam, came back to W, uh, back to South Australia, shaped boards. Then I worked for a clothing company or a fabric company just as a storeman. Yep. And after that, I um, I ended up uh, working for a company called Macau McBeath and they imported a lot of uh, safety products and they did octopus straps. It was a real oh, mixed range. Love that. Yeah, yeah, T-Bone would love all that. The safety <laughs> inspector. And then I worked for North Products, which did a lot of uh, stuff, but I kept on falling asleep in the Monday morning <laughs> meetings because I was... <laughs> stuff from the weekend you just know driven a so i never got far in that got company shot at never got too noose. far in that company <laughs> and then um um i i got into sales with mccall mcbeath and i came back to wa and i'm trying to think what year it was it might be much 76 something like that so went home in 70 stayed in adelaide i met my lovely wife judy and um uh she who must be obeyed and adored. Because <laughs> <laughs> she, she might hear this, so I better say that. Smooth, bad, Yes, smooth. exactly. Yeah. And um, I ended up um, uh, coming to WA on a sales trip for – we had agents over here. And I organised it around a weekend, and so I did my work that I had to do with the, with the agents we had here. And then I ended up going down, coming down here with a guy called Artie Sherbin who – not that long ago, passed away. Oh, really good mate of mine. Really good. Yeah. yeah, I knew him. I met him in that Crescent Head situation. Oh yeah. So when I was only about seventeen or eighteen, so I've known Artie for a lot of years, and um, so he, um, so Judy and I drove across the Nullarbor, stayed at Cactus a while. She wasn't that happy about that. No, but, was yeah, three or four days yeah. there was enough. Yeah, and then uh, we got here and we stayed at Artie Sherbin's place. For about three weeks you know again you know you you decide to go out and i actually i'm jumping ahead here sorry i'm jumping ahead i did the sales trip and i went down south with Artie, and it was flat everywhere and then we went to the other side of the moon yeah and i don't know about you but i've never had that left on the reef that's out there before you get into the small bay yeah i don't know what they call that reef but there's a, there was a left coming off it that was like the best left. Really? And since then, I've never seen that left <laughs> any good. Yeah. But I just couldn't believe that you could be down south 
where it's flat everywhere, but there's still still a wave. small waves to yeah, find, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I just went home and I thought about it and I spoke to Jude and I said, you know, I wouldn't mind going back to live, you know. We know people or I know people with their, you know, friends and everything. So I quit, you know, but it was really funny because I think sometimes you might make a decision to do something, but if my boss had looked up and said, Baz, well, Barry, I want you to... I, want, I don't want you to leave. I'll give you 30 something $40 more a week. Yeah. I might have been sort of like humming and harring about it and like going, yeah. or if Judy's dad, who was in real estate, had said to me, you know, like... I'll give you what, a job. You give you a job, you, yeah. you, can, you can be down in Victor Harbour. Yeah. I reckon it's interesting how life sometimes just takes you places yeah. and it's just, if they'd said something, I might never have come... WA you know yeah right and and how it leads to opportunities because yeah I got I came here um it was a couple of years before I got rip curl uh so I was doing a few of these lines for this company that I represented they gave me a couple of labels to bring over or take away off the other agents and we weren't earning much money but we were making a living you know and then the rip curl thing well that didn't really provide any living for a long time you know and then what happened was was that the um, the guy from Rip Curl, Brian Singer, said to me, one of our partners is leaving, a guy called Alan Green, and he's starting up a board short label on his own. Do you want to do board shorts? It's going to be called Quicksilver. And I went, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do anything I can to earn a dollar, yeah. you know, like any label because yeah. I was selling hockey straps and... You know, trail view caravan fucking mirrors. Fucking hockey straps. Yeah. Mate, fucking, I was selling hockey straps. What's happened to straps. hockey straps? Yeah, well, they're still around. Hockey's only one man, mate. You can only have <laughs> so many straps. That's yeah, it. <laughs> and too many, too many lawsuits from people going blind yeah, from snapping right. off. That, so. that's, that's more to the point. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, anyway. that's classic. So yeah, Alan so. Green from Quick. Because everyone, everyone was tying down their boys with hockey straps back in the day, oh, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, that was the go. Yeah. I've still got some in the car. I guess I need them. You never know when you need an hockey strap. Uh, and I got them cheap. Did yeah? Yeah. Are still? It was that. Was no, that a not plug? The same ones. No. Not the same ones. <laughs> this but, episode um, so is also brought to you by Barry Young's hockey straps. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah I I just um, yeah, I don't know. We just happened to. I reckon we got lucky. You know, like those labels, they were nothing to start with. So I was still doing all the fashion labels, and it just slowly grew, but. You know whether that's for tonight or not, but that's <clears throat> quite a. So you had Rip thing. Curl, and then so had Rip and Curl. then Brian said, "Speak to Alan about um, yeah, yeah. Quicksilver. They, they need an agent over there. They want to have yep. an agent, and they were starting off. And when they started off, they did about five pairs of boardies, and they did in winter time. They did a range of UGG boots and uh, woolen jackets, like bomber jackets with sheepskin on the inside. Nice. So they did that. Ugg boots for your tits, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah basically. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up, uh, again, uh, the surfwear didn't really happen. Like, it was 70, so we arrived here in 72, we got here. Bears had only just been found. I was at the, I think it was at the Aussie titles at Lefties in March of 73, and I heard about three bears. And it was really low Someone key. Someone said there's three left-handers in a row and yes. you're, you're goofy <laughs> yeah, hard yeah. on just doubled. And it was called MGMs for yeah. a while. Yeah. Did you know that? Mick, it was George and... Yeah, and another Mick. Yeah, okay. I think. Yep. George Mick. 
there was Mick Grace, George Simpson, and I don't know who the third one was. I should, but I don't. Um, but, yeah, so I heard about this wave, but, you know, uh, it sort of... And I wasn't living down here at the time. I was just down there. I was running, trying to run this business in Perth. So yep. I didn't get to surf bears for a while. You know. So you moved to Perth, yeah, when, the, when you first yeah, came Yeah, just, just yep. arrived and stayed in Perth and would only come down on weekends. So. Where were you in Perth? Um, we started off living in Duncraig. Oh, yeah. Um, had a little rent rental there. And then we moved to... Is that your hometown? There? Yeah, I grew up in Duncraig. Ah, yeah, Duncraig. I was born in the Glengarry Hospital. It was Templetonia <laughs> Avenue, Duncraig. Okay. Does that ring a bell or not? No. Um, Templetonia. I think it was Templetonia. I was just off Sycamore Drive. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we yeah, we just moved around rental to rental. Um, we couldn't really afford to buy anything for a while. Um, Jude had a job. We didn't have any kids at that stage. So you've got Rip Curl and Quicksilver now in Perth. Uh, no, I'm out of the game. I've been out no, of no, the game. no. Oh, sorry. At this point, when you when you're talking about when you're living in Perth, do you have Quicksilver and Rip Curl then? Oh yes, yeah, the yeah. second time. Okay, yeah, yeah, the second trip here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the second time to live, and um, uh, basically we, um, yeah, we just yeah we just were struggling. You know, I was packing goods at night to get picked up by the carrier the next day. I was just doing everything on my own was keeping stock of some stuff. I'd, then I started to dabble into the clothing side of things. We had this range from Adelaide co- called Carob jeans, which were high-waisted and big flares for girls, you know. Sick, sick tight, really tight. Big, <laughs> big, they were pretty unique. And um, uh, we got started doing a few like clothing range. We did Denver shirts, oh. uh, all the gingham checks, which I did well with them because that whole – you know what a gingham check is? It's just no. that small little red and white check. Oh, okay. And it's like little, like little squares, really small. It's called a gingham check. Was that like a precursor to the flannel? No, no, the flannel neck shirt. You know, yeah, flannels. No, no, no. I think it was way before then because yeah. it was a Western thing, you know. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, it's really interesting with surf clothing, which I don't know if we should go there yet, but it's about we didn't have any surf clothing in the very early days. Nothing that surfers could really. Um, you know, attach themselves attach to themselves. Yeah, because you, you, know, you like, see all the photos of like Nat Young and all that, and mate, they're all like oh, in wearing op shops clothes. Yeah, yeah, like, everything's yeah. Well, like no brand. That photo up there, you know, yeah. just wearing a bomber jacket, but nothing was labelled because there was no surf label. So no label. The first sort of surfwear that came out, I did this range called Double Dragon, oh, and it was sick. No, the Double Dragon, best computer uh, game ever. Yeah, um, from uh, um, what's the guy's name? Doug Spong. And he ended up doing all of the accessory range for Billabong later on in life. Oh, yeah. But he, um, he started this range called Double Dragon. So he was just bringing in rayon shirts from Bali. So, oh, yeah. like, everyone was wearing Bali rayon shirts. And, yep. you know, it was, it was a hippie time, really, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so in those early days, uh, it took a long time for surf clothing to find its place, you know, a long yeah, right. time. It wasn't until... Probably, well, Rip Curl was started in 1969, I think. And, but really the clothes, they were just doing wetsuits. So the clothing yeah. didn't start and for all these labels to probably, I'm only guessing, but maybe 72, 73. Oh, yeah. But yeah. there was no surf shops to sell to. I didn't yeah. have any surf shops to sell to here. I was selling Quicksilver to Bones, well, which yeah. was like the 
You know, yeah. you know remember Bones? Yeah. And, and I, I was selling it to Jeans West. I was, I was doing big business with Jeans West. Oh, yeah. And they were doing boardies, but there was, no, there was only four surf shops in WA in those early days. You know, yeah, I had right. no accounts. No. So that's why I was still in the fashion yeah, yeah. side of things. I had to use that to bump up the income, you know. So you were living in Perth, um, trying to yeah get by selling of these sorts of shops, and then yeah. uh, were you shooting down? You, you knew the surf was down here, and and were you coming yeah, down? Yeah, I was coming down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I'd lived here in '68, and yeah. lived in the on the beach in there. the car park. But yeah. you know, obviously, when I came back, there was more waves being found. You know, yeah, yeah. And gallows and all those places. And, and mate, I mean. But jobs were incredibly limited in those times down here. Oh yeah, you know, like yeah. there was no. I couldn't run my here. business from down here. No, I had to be in Perth, and I didn't yep. have anyone else on the staff. Yeah, I basically was running it myself. You know, with Judy, Judy sort of she was working uh, at Channel Nine, uh, working for an accountant. So she's got a really good uh, sort of background in books and run basically running the business. So. When she eventually came over, when we got big enough to have some showrooms and all that sort of stuff, she was sort of right alongside me dealing with making sure people paid their money, yeah. paying the bills. Because <laughs> the bottom line is if people don't pay their bills, yeah. then if they can't get their next delivery. Because yeah. the trouble was that as Surfware did become stronger, the power that they had was that if you're not going to pay, you're not going to get your next delivery, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was a really strange situation to go from being in the fashion game where it was really hard work selling to some of the shops I sold to to when the surf business took off, you had all this power. And, and it sounds horrible to say it, but yeah. you did, you know. Yeah, like right. you, you basically said to people, you're not buying enough. Or you say, you know, this is what you bought last year, but we're, you know, it sounds terrible, but yeah. you're a salesman, so... And you yeah. had this product that they were quite happy to go, well, I sold everything you sent, you sold me last year because it was just growing and growing. Yeah. Was it a but, gradual sort of thing? Oh, though? very gradual. This okay. is until a lot later. Yeah. You know. so, I was fixing it. Sorry, Naomi. I was fixing a, a tap um, just yesterday for Hilsey. Oh. And I said, oh, I'm going to do a podcast with Barry. And he goes, yeah. he goes, have you got any stories? And he goes, <laughs> said something along the lines of, didn't matter how many board shorts you ordered, Baz would always say, "Are you sure you got enough?" <laughs> sure you got enough. <laughs> well, you know, and and, 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 the, and like, I was actually really good. Yeah, yeah. Not, not that I was any angel, but but there's a good story actually about Hilsey is that um, yeah, spring one back. On oh, him. it's a beauty. Yeah, mate, it was when plenty he was, of stories. It was when Hilsey. he was running running Barley High down here, the little shop that was. Do you remember the little shop right yeah, on the yeah. beach front in yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just pulled that photo down. Yeah, come on. There it is. It's an awesome photo there of uh, maybe early '80s or yeah. mid '80s. So uh, he when took Yonah it over. Was so quiet. Yeah, he took it over from John Boy, who creatures who had it for John a Malloy. few. John Malloy. John Malloy had yep. it for a while, and then Hilsey took it over. And Hilsey, I hope he won't, he won't mind me saying this, but basically he he owed money, and I'm trying to get him his next delivery because he's talking to me about about needing. The goods. And I'm going, well, Hilsey, I've got to have some money. If you don't give me any money, I can't get that next delivery because they're really tight. They won't – if you're 60 days or more overdue, they, they won't cut you any slack, you know. Well, that's how and that was general in the right? surf industry as yeah, it got yeah. bigger, you know. And um, so he goes, I've got an idea. And I go, what? He goes, the Coke machine. 
So we went out the front and he emptied the Coke machine, which I don't <laughs> oh, no, think wait. was his money. And there was about $400 in there. <laughs> and that was enough. And I was there cutting, counting out coins with him in the shop. No way. Trying to figure out how much he was giving me. Then I had to go epic. and change it to the bank. So oh, I'm sorry, he's he, paid him. Sorry, he was a year 20 cents short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'll put it in. <laughs> That's classic. But uh, yeah, so he, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he. But it was a hard little business down there. I'm mean, so quiet for a lot of the time. So many year. months of the year. I mean, no you could imagine, there. like even we came in here this afternoon and it was fucking dead in that car park. Oh, and I parked there this morning. You know, I'd take the dog for a walk and yep. thought about going for a swim until I saw at the colour of the lagoon. Yeah. And, and there and was I mean, no cars there. Yeah, there that's One right. other car there. And look, for the listeners, today was sort of Armageddon, sort of winter's day. Mm. Like mm. it was lightning, mm. thunder... It rain all day, freezing cold, howling wind. Yeah. But why I bring it up is because there was no one there today, but it was like that on sunny joy days back in the day, wasn't oh, yeah. it? I mean, yeah, yeah. Now Yelling Up is oh. such a bustling hot oh. spot of a tourism centre. Oh. Uh, to get it to, in to summertime, come. you cannot get a park. Oh, autumn, spring, oh, even I during mean, the week, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't, it matter. doesn't matter. But doesn't to come to past this afternoon and see no one in the car park, it's, it's really it's, bizarre. It's isn't cool it? and it's sort of good because you, yeah. you know why? Because it was such a crazy ass day. Oh, but, I know. And uh, Rabbit Hill didn't have one car on it. Yeah, like yeah. one car down there, and it was mm, only yep. two cars. Yep. Yeah. So this morning, you know, mate. Um, when did you when did you move? Well, okay. When did you build this place? Because Mate, this house, I don't know if you built it actually, we'll ask that, but this house that we're in now is fucking amazing. <laughs> like, it is the top road of Yelling Up Hill, which for those that don't know, Yelling Up Hill is quite a small subdivision. I'm looking at an iconic Bond Corporation printout yeah. stuck yeah, they, up on the wall there, Yelling Up Beach yeah. Estate Holiday Home Sites, last opportunity yeah. subdivision. Get uh, in there, $2,000 a block. Yeah, you know, yeah. A, a crazy steep hill that Yelling yeah. Up Hill is, so everyone gets an awesome ocean view. You've got a really cool house, and I'm looking at another photo of a V-dub parked out the front. I can see the original build here. This one's on the counter here. Yeah, um, that's It's the got the old... Style. I even said it to Namu when we're driving in. I love these old yelling up houses with lots of rocks, lots of wood. Yeah. Um, Instead of this soulless, cold, modern yeah. stuff sometimes. Yeah. All this I mean, I'm not against glass, it completely, so, but yeah, it's, sometimes it's got no warmth. It's got so no did you, warmth, did you build this one, Baz? Uh, no, a guy called... Um, now, hang on. This is where 76 sometimes plays a part. Um, what was his name? Bob the Builder. Uh, <laughs> no. What was his name? It'll come to me in a minute. Yeah, but yeah. he's a guy. Doesn't I don't think he builds anymore down here. But he, this guy, built it. Not it will come to me. But um, the original place, there was a some friends of mine, the Mark Nelson clan. They lived up here. They lived up here two doors up. That's the one that sold just recently for that. You heard about a ridiculous amount. I don't want want to talk about it, but it no. was a ridiculous. Well, I say a ridiculous amount, way above anything. The people have paid on the hill. Yeah, oh, I mean, I've built a couple on this top road, yeah. or plumbed in them, and they're yeah. pretty insane. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, and they bought the people that bought that place, bought it with just this little kit home that's on there, and it's the same, very similar, different design to ours. Oh, yeah. Is the kit home that we had? So we saw theirs. Yeah. So we bought this block. We came here in '72. 
We used to come down every weekend and stay at Greenac Greenacres Green Caravan Park on Dunsbury. Yeah, in Dunsbury used to stay. That's where there I was working time. today, actually oh, doing a bathroom yeah. reno, which is no longer a caravan park. It's no. full of uh, holiday villas. Yes, which yes. is a shame because yeah. it was a beautiful caravan park. Oh, it was a great little now. tiny little cottages. Yeah. With little log fires, mm. pot pelly stove, and wintertime we'd come down and stay there. Awesome. And then we ended up getting a deal on the hill here where there used to be five asbestos houses that were down the bottom, right? Yeah. Up, up there you can see them. And um, we ended up renting one of those from a lawyer called Laurie Schlamm, his name was. <laughs> and um, and he was German, I think. And they didn't use it much. And I don't even know how we got to get it, but we were renting it for $300 a year. <laughs> oh, fuck. But we only had it for like 18 months. Then they pulled the plug on the deal. They sort of decided that it wasn't really working for them. And the only the, what, what it was is we could come down any weekend and stay in this little asbestos shack, but we had to... Um, sorry, couldn't use it on... Uh, school holidays, Christmas or Easter. Easter yeah. Any other weekend we could come down and use it, you know, because yep. we had a baby on the way, our first daughter, Natalie. Yep. And um, uh, so that was 19, um, I think it was round uh, 70. Oh, God, I'm going to get killed for this. But I think it was about <laughs> 76 that she was born. I am going to get killed for this. Yeah, but anyway, um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I've this might be edited out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, we 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 ended up we ended up uh, deciding that we better buy something on the hill, uh, and we end up buying this block for four five thousand on the knocker, and Oops. then I found out later there was a couple of blocks on the hill for four thousand five hundred. So I was embarrassed because I felt that I'd got ripped off. Oh, so God when people asked me what I'd spent, I said, hey, I got it for 4500 because 4, I, I just felt that I'd been sucked in to pay five grand. But, you know, you're only earning... They, you, you were earning 100 square. bucks a week in 1972. Yeah. So That's what a, the average wage was, you know. But so still, I mean, you still compare it and go, okay, oh, well, this is a year's for, wage. Yeah, you couldn't Imagine do that now. getting... A block on yelling uphill yeah. with ocean views for a year's wage. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, blo it, yeah. the block's worth two million yeah. now. And there was only about five houses on the hill then, maybe seven, something like that. It was spotted here and there. Yeah. Um, I think Jim McFarlane down the road had one. Maybe Rob Malcolm might Stinkin have had Jim. his. I think Rob. Mal I'm pretty sure Rob Malcolm had his, but they were spotted over the hill, but there wasn't much around, you know. So and we built. We put on a kit home. Like I said, the Canadians see the kit home. They were imported. Saw that one up from the Nelson's place, so I thought I wouldn't mind doing the same. They put it up in four days. Four just days. all locks together. It's just no all way. timber that's all marked and labelled and it just all locks in. Wow. And it took about another three to four days to put the shingle roof on the top. <laughs> yeah, that took as long as putting the whole building up, you know. Wow. So I think totally it cost me about 35 grand. Yeah, that and was to build. I mean, that place. structural bones is still the same today. Uh, no, the, all that's left today. I actually sold the kit home because we knew when we were going to come down to live in seventy. What year did I retire? Nineteen seventy. 
was 49 when I retired, so I think it was, I don't know, 1978, something, I don't know. I'm trying to think now what it was. But, um, um, yeah, I, 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 I decided later on when we wanted to live full-time that we needed to sell that and get something a bit bigger, you know. Okay. But you saw, the trouble is down here, you build homes thinking you need a lot more space than you do because you've got kids at home. And then your kids grow up and leave. Yeah. Now Judy and I are swimming around in this home that's <laughs> too big probably. But the kids love it and come down. You know, they enjoy it when they yeah. come down. Well, I think um, Ads and I have discussed this, Baz, and we're going to move into the house. And, yeah. Uh, well, and yeah. Judy you can, can move yeah. into this little nice little spot yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or we were going to move into the man cave here and just do all oh, our podcasts well, from here. there's from a toilet and shower. Yeah. All you, need, and all you need is a microwave. You've got a yeah. fridge. Easy. You'll be fine. Yeah. Got a bar. <laughs> it's got a, that's a main bar thing. and a pool table. Yeah. It's a couple sweet. of... Yeah. And more importantly, we're going to live heaps. together, mate. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave out. Yeah. We'll leave our families behind and just yeah. podcast yeah. full time just from yeah. twenty four hours a day podcasting. Podcasting. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll walk down the bottom of the hill, grab anyone uh, we find in the yelling up car park, drag them back up here, yeah. fill them full of cheeky monkey and Forrester estate, yeah. and just record constantly. Yeah. It's this, this could be groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, the funny thing about the old little place I was going to say was that we got rid of it, but I thought, I knew that the cedar, I mean, it's solid cedar. There was no insulation and that's supposed to be warm in winter and cool in summer. Well, that, to me, that was bullshit. It was fucking old <laughs> no, in summer and uh, it was cold in yeah, winter. Yeah. But there was, there's no insulation. It was just the timber that's on the outside was the timber... Just yeah. like you see a log cabin in yeah, Canada yeah. or something, right? Yeah. And when I got rid of it, I sold it for fifteen grand. Oh yeah. And um, and the timber was worth maybe eighty or ninety grand, pure cedar. Really? But oh. I couldn't get anyone to take it, and this guy ended up pulling it apart, and it's now on Biddle's Road. Is it? So the original little home there. It's hard to see, but it's on the left as you go along Biddle's Road, driving into Dunsborough down to. Mitre 10 and everything, you know. That yeah, right. It's on the left-hand side, set behind some bushes, but he, he bought it and set it up in his place. Oh, I drive down that road every single day. Yeah, you'll have to look really close, but yeah, it is yeah. in there. So it's on the, uh, on the eastern side, coming yeah. down the hill? Yes. Yeah. On, yeah. Yeah, right. Eastern. Yeah, eastern side. Yeah. down mm. South Heritage there for you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now so that's, that, sorry, oh. that photo there that you've got, that I'm looking at here with, yeah. the, with the V-dub, maybe flick it around and show Baz there. Mm. I mean, that sort of looks like the house as it is now. Is that the kit home or is that That's the, the kit home. Is it? So you kept the fireplace there. Oh, that's only... Th that whole room, you yep. walked into that and the room was no bigger than this is here. It was only 10 oh, square right. metres, the whole thing, whereas okay. what okay. we've replaced it with a bit bigger. But and, mate, when we walked into your home just uh, before we started the podcast, mate, it was this huge, joyous, open... Room that looks from the top road at yelling up. And the first thing view. we talked about was it's a great party house. Yeah, and that's where I'm going with this. We there's <laughs> this joy, open log fire, rock, big rock fireplace, yeah. huge panoramic views of yelling up main break, yeah. uh, really big open space, lots yeah. of wood and stone, and and a, a really nice old school style. Yeah. And you just said straight up like, which is pretty cool for a 76 year old to say. Mate, it's a fucking great party house. I'm like, yes. Well, there'll be a few so people, Garth and Jake and a few... Come on, mate. Give us one of these party oh, stories. Of, well, what was the best party you ever had in that amazing house? Well, I actually... You see this thing behind me with these... Oh, the 16th? Thing that yeah. Jake and everyone put together. But 
we basically had a lot of the boys and wives and everything here. And I think there was about 100 people, 150 people. There's been two parties here, one for my wife's 60th, I think it was, and all the family came across. It was, but this is not wild, but it was just one of those classic for Easter. It was really beautiful weather. The front balcony was crowded with people. Inside was crowded. We set up a tarpaulin out here in the lawn because we didn't know what the weather was going to be like, but we didn't need it. We had like four days of a magic Easter. Sick. And um, so that was a really good party with a band. And then I had my 60th here, which was with a band. And, um, Do you remember what band? No, but my daughter, who's in music, sort of helped me. It was one band that she'd played with when she was doing music here in... She lives in Melbourne now and is fully involved in the whole music scene. Nice. Surfed when she was younger down here until she found out it was more fun chatting to the boys on the beach than being out <laughs> in the water, I think. But when she was 12 or 13, she surfed and she could surf okay. And um, um, anyway, I think the bands were... I was helped along. I did see one band that we that we used somewhere else, but I can't remember the names now, but they were both really good party bands, you yeah. know, you know, sort of indie rock, and but really good and people would dance and it's like the two or three parties, you boys would have liked them. Have you ever had Pity to you didn't know turf well any enough. of your guests down the steep driveway? <laughs> no, I've had to kick someone out because it was invite only and yeah. I'm not going to mention names, but I did have to... <laughs> Say you and me, yeah, you're out there no, trying to get in. Yeah, I had I, I had people that would try to sneak in, but I and, and rightly or wrongly, it wasn't a BYO. I I, I put it on, you know, oh, yeah. and so as a result, um, I didn't I, I didn't want too many freeloaders in case we would run, run out. out of beer, yeah. So there was one I, I allowed it, but this particular person just got a little bit out of control, and he wasn't invited, so. Yeah, asked him to leave, but the story would be better if I could tell you more, but I don't yeah. want to tell you. Ah, oh, okay. No, no, you didn't actually not. roll him. It down may the or may not have happened. Yeah, it might not have. Yeah, it didn't actually roll because the steep drive. Yelling yeah. ups always got steep driveways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, did yeah. you push him down the driveway? No, but I made sure that he left. <laughs> Excellent. And look, no, no. And in all fairness, in all fairness, it it didn't affect our relationship. He knew me well enough yeah. that he thought he could come. Okay. And there was another couple of people that came with other people that I had invited. Yeah. And again, that was okay. It was sort yes. of cool. Yeah. But it was only because he got fairly messy. Yeah, he got and too messy. he was invited and it yes. was... Right, we'll ask Baz know. after after we finish recording who yeah. that was. Yeah, yeah. We, we won't put it on air. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. You, you do mention some of the guests that you sort of had uh, at the at your parties, Baz. Yeah. So I, I'm curious to sort of see when you, when you did start sort of getting going with, uh, with your brands. Yeah. Um, Obviously, sponsorship in surfing yeah. is a massive thing. Who who are some of the crew that you sort of started sponsoring? Uh, well, I don't think there's hardly anyone down here that either wasn't Rip Curl or Quicksilver. There was a few that were Billabong. I mean, I sponsored. Who were some of the early names that you got? Uh, well, Taj, very early. I mean, I, I, I remember I was going to leave it for the Bears talk, but um, I mean... Taj, I, I knew when he was three years old playing with a tractor on the beach so that's, while mum and that's, dad were... Uh, Vance Burrow, and Nancy. Yeah, Taj Burrow. While mum and dad were out surfing, you know, they, you know, my, my, my wife would just come to bears with me because they do that when they love you. They yeah. come early in your marriage or your relationship, then later on, ah, oh, no, I don't want to go anywhere. Never again. Never, Never again, again, you know. And it's not the best swimming place, but Jude used to go 
but Taj is just on the beach on his own. I'm going, look, we're in the middle of nowhere. It's actually really safe. And mum and dad are just getting wet and having a, I'm sure Nancy won't be that long. And, and sure enough, she never was, you know. But he used to play with a tractor on the beach as a three-year-old, you know. Then I started sponsoring him very early with both labels. What happened, mate? You lost him. Well, hey, it was done really well, though, because they came and spoke to me about that. So I was sponsoring him with a bit of product. Yep. And he did, wasn't on money at the time. And I yeah, think, he the, was I think the contract seven. with Billabong... <laughs> yeah, he was seven. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and that was back when they didn't sponsor seven years. No, that's not right. Like no, yeah, the year yeah, after yeah. on the beach, it was four yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah, still exactly. playing with Tonka trucks. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, he, but Taj... Um, yeah, it was great, and you know, and and I'll be honest. It, initially, it was just this young kid. He could be like any young kid at the time, you know. Even though we did show more promise, I, you know, we understand now and there why. Was less young kids doing oh, yeah, that at the, yeah, yeah, at the time, yeah. wasn't but it? But early days, um, it was just a free product, and he was that age where. And stickers were really big. Kids oh, used to fuck. love stickers, Mate, you know. Kids like my daughter used to sell them at school. She'd yeah. say, oh, Dad, can I get a few more sticker pages? Like, <laughs> you'd get these pages with all little stickers all over them. She was selling them for like, you know, 50 cents each or oh, whatever, yeah. you know. Man, stickers so, were um, big. That, so people Taj, didn't give you stickers for free back then. Oh, yeah. I remember buying them. You'd go into, yeah. into like Star Surf and, oh, and you'd save up your huge. money and fucking buy someone's sticker like, oh, no. to advertise for them. Yeah, it was yeah nice. well, it worked. Yeah, it we did. sold a lot of sticker pads. And then, um, yeah, but when later on down the line, Vance and Nancy were really good and they trusted me enough to ask my opinion on what he should do. So I've been out of the game long enough now that I can divulge <laughs> that I said, go for it. And it wasn't that I hadn't talked to Rip Curl and Quicksilver about it, but I think really sometimes when the time comes, they want to go. And it's not that you're not doing the right job. It's that I would have thought the pitch would have included, well, we're going to take you on boat trips and we're going to do that. And maybe we hadn't got to that stage. And I don't really – I find when kids are really good, it actually the, a lot of the decisions come very quickly from head office. So Taj wasn't at that stage. He was still the local little grommet down here. But someone had thought that he was worth getting. Someone had seen something yeah. in him, yep. So, um, yeah, so – you know, that was a different scenario because Vance and Nancy were really, really kind on how they handled it with me and I oh, thought it was... They were almost ready to whatever I said, and I might be wrong about this, but I think it was... I felt that trust was such that I think that they might have even... If I'd said, look, I, I don't think that's a really good deal or you... You know, for whatever reason, I, I talked them out of it, but I didn't talk them out of it. Yeah. And I think it was important that he went with one label because in those days I did sponsor a lot of guys with both, which doesn't happen now No, because the products change, crosses over too much. I mean, in the early days it was Ripcurl making wetsuits and Quicksilver making board shorts. Yeah. So it was really easy for a lot of years. You'd sponsor yeah. someone with board shorts and you'd sponsor. But then when the clothing thing happened and all of a sudden Quicksilver's making weddies. Yeah. Ripcurl's making clothes. They're both making board shorts, you know what I mean? Like the products, it was really hard as time went on to be able to put on a different hat all the time, you know. And towards the end of when I got out, the business was so big that – and the product range was crossing over way too much. So mm. we did have to separate, you know. Like, yeah. um, So it was a good thing that he went for the, the single brand then? I think so, yeah. But, yeah. but then I think that uh, – and then, yeah – 
Yeah, there was a few things. I don't want to go. I mean, Nance, Nance and Vancey, uh, mate, they were like you say, they were such gentle. Oh yeah, they were hippies, man. Like oh yeah, still are in a way. Still are, man. They are, man. Like yeah. Yeah, you, you know, like that's you see Vance, some, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. It's he's, a beautiful thing. He's just purely yeah. in it for the love of yeah. surfing and, yeah. and playing still surfs guitars. Well. And, yeah, he's only it. three years younger than me Yeah, and he still surfs really well, whereas yeah. I've sort of, the injuries have taken their toll on me. Yeah. But I also think arthritis. that that, mm. that speaks volumes about yourself, Baz, that, about your integrity that you're able to sort of point point him in the right direction even though i think so well yeah yeah well i think it was because the way they came to me i then felt the weight of their of their uh, considering what i thought i couldn't then use that against against them so i don't know that it speaks what it means is that i was happy to make because yeah. if you're the a right total decision, dog, I you could have gone, oh, no, fucking stay with me. Like, yeah, you yeah, and we'll, yeah. Do and this we'll do It that. would have worked out for him yeah. anyway because yeah. obviously yeah. he's one of the best services. Wouldn't have mattered. Oh, yeah. yeah, no. You know? no. Yeah. But as far as y- your question before, Namu, was, um, oh, look, <laughs> Stomper, um, Dave Mack in the early days until, until Dave Mack not, not sure. was dealt with directly. Sorry? No, I was just saying to the listeners, Stomper, Mike McAuliffe. Yeah, do you know the reason he got that nickname? Go yes, on, let's do. hear it. Let's no, hear it. we've already had it twice. Oh, oh really? So oh, well, I'm Once glad. from Billy Gibson and yes. once from the man himself. Oh, well, there you yeah, go. Yeah. You need. You don't need to know it. Then. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, no, so don't need to go there. Let's, let's, if you, I'm glad that you had yeah. it from the man himself because I didn't, wouldn't yeah. know Yeah, and Billy Gibson too. Oh, right. So, yeah. Yeah, no. It's one of the best throws you'll ever hear. It is a great one, isn't it? Go back to that I was on that trip. Oh, yeah. I was in the senior men's and he was only in the juniors, though. <laughs> it wasn't in the open. I think yeah. it was in the junior. I'm sure we've got plenty of stories uh, of your own too uh, that yeah. we can bring up instead of uh, re-stomping that one. Yeah, yeah, re-stomping <laughs> that one, yeah. Did you have yeah. any uh, problem, Childs, when you were people that you'd sponsor that you didn't really sort of get along with? You don't have to name names. But no, yeah, I had a couple. Okay. Um, yes, I did have a couple. Um, what was his not- name? <laughs> 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 well, no, yeah, I don't want to give too much away. But, but yeah, there was a couple that really I didn't think really uh, respected the sponsorship or and were saying stuff behind your back about okay. might be a crappy wetsuit they had or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, you know, I didn't really need to do that. But I think that was just really ignorance rather than um, really trying to badmouth the product. I don't think that yep. was the case. You know, it was just a bit of ignorance that, you know, you just don't do that sort of thing. But yeah, sure. I didn't have many, many problems. I mean, you've got to remember that it's not like now where you're dealing with big contracts with guys. Well, the contracts aren't as big as any, anymore, you know. No. Uh, they're not earning the money they were off sponsorships. But um, it was more... Um, a lot of just product, you know, but there were so many. And I always, I was young enough and because I was really into my own surfing as far as enjoyment and being a surfer, you know, I made sure that even though we, if we sponsored an event, that it'd be either me or one of the guys that worked for me, the guy called John Blake worked for me, a guy called Peter Salem um, from Cottesloe or me, if there was a contest we're sponsoring, one of us was there to give out the prizes because I just figured that's the least we can put back in. Yeah. But a lot many of the other agents did that. They didn't actually give back, I didn't think, as much as we tried to, you know, yeah. rightly or wrongly. I think we tried our best to make sure that, you know, that sponsorship 
we're doing this for the company, so we've got to be there to make sure we have a little speech and talk about our involvement or whatever it might be, you know. So, um, but yeah, there was there were so many guys, you know. Damon, I did a bit of, bit of stuff for, and so who uh, who who was someone that sort of stood out to you as someone that was always going to represent oh, the brand and really well? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a very good question. I'm trying Mate, to think who... Before you answer that, did you... We're out almost a couple of hours. You need a piss break or anything like that, Baz? Or yeah, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm we'll 76. I always need a piss break. All right, yeah. let's pause it for a sec. We'll come back shortly. You. All right, so we're back. We've had a little uh, refreshment break and uh, I was just asking you, Baz, about some of the sponsored surfers in your time that you've sort of, you know, that have yes. done, the, done the good thing and they've been representing the brand well yeah. and so uh, i think you might have come up with a couple of names for us well like before uh, yeah there's a there's a couple of people that uh, come to mind and they're obviously some of the stars of of surfing in wa i do remember a situation with taj burrow taj when he sent me this letter once and i kept it for a long time and actually uh talked about it at his uh 21st I think it was <laughs> I still had the letter so I wanted to embarrass him a little bit but it was written by this kid that was 12 years old sending me a letter saying thanks Baz for the stickers <laughs> and it was written in sort of quite you know and you know kids writing you could tell so he did it I'm assuming he couldn't write that well because he, he was well, too busy surfing yeah, all the time yeah exactly <laughs> and uh, he yeah. said uh, oh thanks Baz I got those stickers that you sent down and the board shorts fit really well. He said, but I was out surfing with you at Bears the other day and I got so nervous when you were paddling out when I was riding this wave because I didn't want to fall off in front of you. <laughs> something, it was something Classic. to that effect, you know. Yeah. And it was just written by a 12-year-old kid that, you know, just wanted more gone free out stickers. conquered the world since then, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But at the but, time, um, well, that's but, amazing. Yeah, love, but love uh, so I went from watching him play with tractors on the beach to sponsor him <laughs> to see him. Scaring so the shit out of yeah, him. Just, yeah, exactly. Paddle past him. You know. Yeah. And, you know, the Patterson boys, I mean, all of them, the three of them, you know, like... They were synonymous with them all. Quicksilver, weren't they? Yeah, sorry? Whole, they were synonymous with Quicksilver yeah, their whole they career. Were. Yeah, and um, and the dad, you know, mum and dad, I mean, uh, I remember a situation once where I was obviously come down a lot on weekends because our, our business was in Perth. At that time, and um, uh, I'm not sure how I found out about this, but I got the I somehow found out that that Mark wanted Ant Man to go surfing with me. So I'm at this stage; I'm probably about forty, something like that, at the time. And um, so he he tees up Ant, and we went we went surfing together, and it was great. We ended up surfing Goannas, you know. So it was a really tiny swell. And not a wave that you surf that often. And uh, it was great. I really enjoyed it. But And it did sort of just... I mean, when you're sponsoring kids, you don't actually... Or anyone that's good, you don't actually get to spend much time with them in the water other than if you just run into them in the water, you know. So it was really nice to go just go surfing with Ant. And Jake, you know, I got nothing but good words to say about him. I mean, he's the guy that... WSL should put on as their new CEO. CEO. Yeah, fucking good you know, call, uh, by you know, the way. And, and, I, and I put that in somewhere into something on in Instagram Did the you? other day. But, uh, you know, good for I know you, he being be on Instagram at 76, Baz. Not bad effort, ah. mate. Hey? 
<laughs> letting them know. Oh, God. Good work. Yeah, I know. But, you know, everyone's been mentioning Kelly and a few other people. But when I look no. at Jake, you know, he's well-rounded. He's got a business head on him. Yep. Um, he's, he's been a great coach. He understands the system. He probably knows how to fix a lot of the issues. And they do need it. They yeah. need that sort of help at the moment. It's you know, they've sort of just gone a little bit off. It's a great kilter. call, Baz. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. I mean, yeah, Jake, Jake would be wonderful. I don't think he'd take it because he's successful. He's very successful in the Sunscreen. skin business that yeah. he's doing now. So, tell you um, what, he's worked so hard and he's he's doing yeah. so well. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I and mean, that product's just mind-boggling. Right, here's a little hypothetical, Baz. Yeah. Um, if you were the CEO of the WSL, what, what are some of the things that you would uh, undertake? Wow. I don't know where to start with that. And I love the contest. I watch them all. I, you know, I'm still a contest head as far as watching all of the, the crew that are, that are out there and competing. And I've got my own sort of, you know, my, you know I was so stoked when Yago Dora just won that Brazilian comp because I really like the guy. I don't like a lot of the Brazilians. They're just too full on. But Diego Dora's just got a peacefulness about him, you know. And I was stoked that he won that. He hadn't won one before. And he's one of the best aerialists around. So, And he won it with an aerial. Yep. So, 10-pointer. So, um, but... Um, and his dad's what, coaching Jack Robbo, obviously. That's right. There's a closeness there. Well, yeah, yeah, so there's a bit yeah. of an affiliation there. Yeah, there is Yago too. You know. spot for Diego yeah. after... Yeah, especially after the Ain't That Swell live podcast down yes. in the River, which I'm not sure you heard about that. I didn't, but I well, I did, but not directly. Yeah. What happened? Well, it was just Yago Dora was a guest, and yeah. his dad, I still can't say it, Leandro or yeah, Leandro, Leandro, and uh, yeah, it, it's the dad man. He's he's like some sort of Jedi Knight, super cool customer that's oh installing yeah, of course. this great yeah, yeah. mind game. Yeah, he's been doing a lot with um. With Rob, Jack. With yeah, it. so I yeah. got a soft spot for Yago after that. But yeah, I got a real soft spot for yeah. Yago. I, th- I really like him, you know. So you There's watch a lots of comps, obviously. I watch them all and, yep. and I'll stay up late at night and do it because I don't, yeah. have, I don't have to get up mental. early the next morning. <laughs> no, I love them. Are you going to get up super early tomorrow and watch uh, potential Jacob Wilcox qualifier for the first time yeah, ever? Yeah, no, it's hideous at Huntington, though. Oh, you no, know, it's like fucking painful. Fucking, and they had all bloody longboarders on today. No offence to anyone out there who's a longboarder, but it's pretty funny. Uh, Coming from you, who yes, well, well, well like, I, know, I know you're supposed to be a longboarder. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. <laughs> well, it's uh, I've got a couple, and they're still not helping me some days. But um, all right, bad. So yes, your sorry. first day in the job is the CEO of WSL. Oh, shit, what are you doing? Well, first of all, I'm cutting the uh, final. What's the final cut? Uh, final five at Trestles. Final five. No, well, if I was to do, it, I reckon the way they should do it is it, it can't be one heat decides a world champion no. until the final where it's three. I reckon they run it for three days and they run a series of best three, of three best heats. Best of threes, yep. I think anyone who gets that close deserves more than... Because trestles could yeah. be anything. And In, I reckon they've got to move it. I reckon they've got to move it from well. trestles too. Oh, fuck, yeah. It's just, you know... Here's my first job as a CEO. Cut the final series... It's worked. It's yeah. worked without the finals for yeah. however long. Just get rid yeah. of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, basically now, if you're injured early in the season, you're basically cut. Yeah. Because if you can't make, if you can't compete in those first three or four contests because you're injured, and look, look what's happened to Jack. I yeah. mean, he's now going to fight to 
re mm. get into that final five mm. when he was blitzing it, and he was blitzing it, and mm. he got injured. Mm. So there's that just doesn't work, you know. It's and it's too cutthroat. Yeah, I don't know how you integrate the up and coming surfers from the WSL Challenger Series though, if you don't have some sort of cut. Mm. But I don't think it should be should just as be as as, as radical as it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if they're going to do it, I reckon maybe. You know, there's three pla- three places change or something like that. You know, what what um what locations would you put on and what would you take? Oh, off? beautiful! I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> well, I'd get rid of Maldives, Maldives, Maldives. No, 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 no. But you know, for, for a start, Tavaru, another love affair of mine, that should be back on. Yeah, and and they all want it. And there's and I think there's every chance on. it will. Yep. You know, um. Mexico, I don't see. The trouble is, I don't know with the um, how tough it is to hold it. Some, I mean, after G Land, as much as that's a fantastic venue, there was something wrong with with how that all went down with the cost, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, mm. and I think there was a little bit of worry about what G Land did to accommodate them. And sort of brought in some new things that a lot of people thought shouldn't have happened as far as maybe roads that had to get all the stuff in. And I don't know, I think there was some, I heard some comments about that. Standard Indo backhanders that may didn't happen or needed to happen or did happen Mm. but didn't. But it's a bummer because it's, I mean, they should be at all the classic waves. I mean, we all know the Jeffries is the one we all look forward to. And it pumps every year. And it pumps nearly all the time. Even when it's small, it's still good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And same with G-Land. Go to G-Land every year. Yeah. And the beauty of even with uh, Tavarua, I mean, there's nothing that says you really couldn't hold. It doesn't have to be a cloud break. It's probably the best setup, but you could hold it at restaurants. Mm. You know, you could, you know. Well, they have in the past. That's my favourite wave in the world. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's your favourite wave in the world? Of all the places I've surfed, um, I think Kelly Slater put it in his top five. Yeah. But I've never taken off on a wave that sort of bends on a reef and is basically so flawless that it's almost impossible to fall off unless you make a really bad you're not going to get the wave is just it just hooks on you and it's just beautiful just to carve off the top come around it's just i've never taken a wave where i think i've smiled as much as i'm stroking really into the wave that's it's just like something you're so excited about description Bert. as you as you're stroking in You've got a grin on your face because he's just no. Just for the listeners, he's stroking and grinning as he's I'm, telling me. I'm stroking. This. My arms yeah. are going. His <laughs> fucking arms are going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Uh, what a great way to describe your favourite wave. Yeah. That's a really. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anywhere that I've surfed that I've, you know, I love the Maldives, but it's sort of more because it suits me as I've got older. Yeah. You know, it's it can be six to eight foot at the Maldives, and a lot of people would be surprised. It can pack a punch, but. If it's in that three to five foot range, it's it's pretty well. I'm not say harmless. It's it's good quality. I mean, Ooh, if you speak to Taj, so Taj <laughs> likes going back there, and, yeah. and they all went there for that comp that they run on the yeah, four seasons, whatever thing, it is. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, but they all like going back there. It is. Mm. It's fun. It's great waves. You know. Yeah, yeah. But it's so crowded and it's so expensive. Well, sorry, it's not so crowded because if you're staying at Pastor or you're staying at Lowe's, you've got a sort of semi-exclusive wave. But as soon as you go to the other waves, there's charter boats that through the cold months when we want to go there. Yeah. So you're really at the best time to go there. And I don't mind telling people if you go in March, April, you're you're leaving a summer here 
but you're going to get a lot more waves going there than what you get here. Yeah, right. You know? and yeah. It's it's uh, all the charter boats are doing um, dive trips. Oh, okay. So there's no charter boats for surfers in March oh, and April. You know? That is a fucking so hot I've really blown inside the top. scoop for our well, battle surfers. Well, it is, but because, it, because I'm probably getting to a stage I'm not going anymore, I don't really care. <laughs> there's a thought. Um, don't come to WA for autumn. Yes. Go to the Nardos. That's exactly right. All there the listeners go. around the world, Baz. <laughs> wink, wink. Do that, do that, man. Yeah. <laughs> no set. No, um, but where were you asked me a question? Oh, what would we change? Yeah, what yeah. what yeah. other what other venues? Uh, yeah, well, well, I think Mexico's just a really good wave, but I don't know the logistics of holding it there. Well, um, I think it'd be similar. That's an un- it's similar to good right-hander. Similar to um, Indonesia. Could be a problem. I've been to Mexico a couple of times, and yeah, it's similar. It's got similar attributes that would need to go down to yeah. make it all happen. Yeah. You know, yeah, mm. yeah. So, what other good ways have we got? We we took out Tavarua, but that really should be there all the time. I personally um, reckon t- um, Trestle should be there as just a normal wave. T- yeah. Normal tour wave just rather not than a, finals. Yeah, not a decider. You know, no. Yeah. No. Get no. rid of the um, yeah. wave pool. It looks pretty trouble. easy though, Trestles, doesn't it? It's not really demanding. Yeah. No. So I don't know about you guys, but are some of the best waves that, I mean, the Surf Ranch, I hate. Yeah. <laughs> I can't it was better this year it. because of the format, but it, still. the format was better this yeah. year. I do agree, but still, but it's still so. It should pedestrian. be a specialty tour thing. Yeah, it's not, pedestrian. Not a, yeah. Not a tour. yeah, yeah. So if you took that out, and you took well, Huntington's not a. It's just a challenger wave, isn't it? Yeah, so that's not really in the mix. But I mean, that, to me, that's horrible. But um, what about South America? There's lots and lots of good waves. Oh right yeah, there. Oh, I mean, if you want to. If you want to find waves, I've been to Peru. And Peru's mm. got fantastic waves, you know. Seems like it's a bit underrepresented up, under on the uh, WSL yeah. situation. Maybe yeah. that's part yeah. of the Peruvian yeah. and the South American surfers' yeah. design, you know. They yeah. might go, no, nope, we don't want I, I didn't actually go surfing there, but I saw waves there. I went with my parents when I was about 14 or 15 and I hadn't quite started surfing, but I saw surf there and everything mm. I've heard about it since. Yeah. Um, gets a lot of swell. Gets a lot of swell. Gets some big waves. A lot of mm. foggy sort of, you know, s- ominous looking sort of waves. Foggy. Puerto. It's probably hard to judge because it's too foggy. Puerto Escondido would oh, be a good yeah. one You've to been add. there? Yeah. I have. Oh, really? Oh, you yeah. know better than me. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, mate, I wasn't packing those big no, pits. It's no. gnarly, but yeah. um, be a good place Seriously, to... Seriously, mate, if you're not packing them... I wouldn't have, probably wouldn't even go out. <laughs> oh, no, nah, man. Big beach breaks are not my strong point. I, uh, reef breaks are where it's at for me. Yeah. That, mate, that's, there's a lot of closeouts at Porto. Yeah. But anyway, mate, uh, back to Baz stories because okay. that's what we're here for. All right. Um, mate, if you, uh, well, yeah, that was a good insight. I'm glad that you're so pumped still on, on World Tour. I surfing. love it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. It's great I've, to hear. I mean, I sort of, I did a lot of contests, you know. I sort yep. of got a, got a couple of results, good results, but all in the amateur stuff, you know, days of Stomper and Macker and all that sort of stuff. We were competing in Aussie titles, but um, yeah, I've loved contests all the way through, you know. Well, let, let's hear about some. I of was you, about uh, to say that was definitely not the angle I was going, but let's hear about let's it. Let's go oh. about it. Let's hear about it. I know you, you know. Well, I grew up in South Australia, and you know, I was pretty much always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Who, who a lot who of seconds. The, who was the bride? 
Oh, just different guys in South Australia. There were some guys that surfed better than me in that. Whores of men, basically. Eh? Whores of men. Yeah. <laughs> Sluts. Sluts. <laughs> and, uh, but when I came here, I was sort of in that sort of over 28 bracket. I got here when I was about 28 and started competing here. And I remember I won the Aussie senior men's over 28 here. Um, I forget who else won. Somebody else won from WA, but not a small, I, I got not in. A small achievement, though, mate. Uh, well, it's funny that amateur stuff. You know that Aussie titles thing had a bigger profile Back around then. those days because yeah. the pro circuit wasn't really starting. I mean, that was in 1978 that I did that, and it was the only year they picked a senior men's to go in the Australian team. And we were supposed to go to... I'm just trying to think where we were going to go. might have been France or it might have been America to compete against an American team or something. And in the end, we end up going to Hawaii for um, um, a contest against the amateur Hawaiian team. So, again, you know, sm- small small stakes. and But it was good to go. To, it was my first time in Hawaii. I was there for a month with Judy, my wife, and... Uh, uh, we left our our first daughter at home. I don't know how we managed to do that for a month, but well, we, we got away with it. And my parents, so her parents had it for two weeks, and the other parents had it for two weeks. But that is a good effort. Yeah, it was a good effort, you know. And I, I think <laughs> I'm surprised that we uh, even did it when I look back on it. But then I've done a lot of things as as parents that I'm sort of surprised <laughs> we did. Yeah, I think we all have. That, that, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't change. Yeah, yeah. Leave them outside at concerts in a car and stuff like that. No, no. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, so I, so I won the Aussie titles. But I wasn't even in the team. I was sort of like first reserve. And a guy from New South Wales, just before the contest starts here in WA, breaks his leg. And the local team has first alternative so i got a guernsey to get in the contest and was lucky enough to win it and um yeah so it was but yeah it was sort of weird i never felt like i like i deserved to win it it was strange it was sort of one of those contests where there were surfers that were in even in the senior men's then that were probably more hungry and really wanted it more than i did but just things happen, you know. What Connors is like things yeah, just no, went my way. Trophy though, mate. Do yeah, that's the main thing, you know. Yeah. And then I kept competing and won a lot of sort of senior men's titles here, and used to serve against Murray Smith and a lot of crew like that, you know, from locals. And then, then I, the Connors came back here again in '83, and I won the over 35s. So yeah, so I was. That one I felt like I, I deserved it a bit more. I was in the team, and I did surf. Well, no, for my capabilities, I surfed okay enough to win it. So um, yeah, got a couple of those. So where was that? At? I was just about that to say, was where it, was that? Eh? I was just about to say where was that? Uh, it was it. A lot of it was uh, in the first one. Um, a lot of it was at Margaret's and yelling up, and. In the second contest, it was pretty stormy all the way through, and it was at South Point. I think we had. I didn't compete on the day they had. They tried to hold it partly at the farm. It was just shitty weather, you know. And uh, but it was a day when the opens were surfing, so I didn't 
go around there. But um, yeah, just yeah, won it out at, at, at South Point. Mm. Yeah, not yeah. a classic. Yeah. Mate, I always remember uh, me mate Docky McDermott. I don't know if you know Docky. He's a bit of a hermit. So Docky mm. McDermott, the hermit. Um, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> he, he was always telling me how he came down to Yales one day in the 80s and 90s and there was some comp on at Yales. I don't know what it was, but he said it was just the biggest yelling up he, he's ever seen. And it was d- these guys, there was some comp on and they were – Said they were paddling over these waves and leaving like these caterpillar. I think it was tracks. Malibu event. Was it? I think it was a Malibu event one year that was really big. Yeah. I I actually um, when I came here in '68 and um, was here for that six months, I illegally went in the state championships <laughs> did, yeah. because you had to be here six months. Oh. And I had this mate of mine, Artie Sherbin, again who said that I had been here six months, but I'd only been here like five months and one week or something. Yeah, right. So I went in the state titles and um, I came second in the Open to Peter Bothwell. Okay. You know Spook? Do you know Spook at all? I've heard Peter the name Bothell? and yeah. I've read yeah, it. Yeah, well, Spook's very, very good surfer. Even now surfs really well. And um, But it was the years of sort of Stuart Bettner was in the Opens and... I think, and a lot of other guys, you know, a lot, lot of good WA surfers. But I pulled out a second in that. And they had Midget Farrelly here. And he arrived, he, they, they brought him over as a special guest. Oh, yeah. And to, to, to ride in a, a, a specialty event. So they invited, Midget Farrelly was here. And he arrived with five pintail mouths. Right. And he got roasted so much. In fact, there's a photo here somewhere of the boards. Here it is. Just front and centre this bar here. Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. So it's a big, wide-nosed mal with a pin. It actually looks backwards. It almost looks like a backwards board. Yeah. Because the pin tail is... uh, Yeah, it almost looks like it should be the nose in this day and age. Baz's missus is probably just calling him. Yeah. <laughs> Shall I take it and tell her? Yeah, no. go on. Yeah, oh, do it. Put it on yeah. speakerphone. Go on, mate. Yeah. Put it on. <laughs> I'm just getting a photo of this. Uh, hi, Jude. Um, before you say anything rude, um, I'm, in, uh, I'm in conference now with the boys doing the interview. So you're actually on speakerphone. And have you got anything you want to say? Is like, he hung? Like, is he, tell him to treat me nicely. Is he hung like a bull? Oh, <laughs> like a horse. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, um, no worries. Yeah. Later. All right. All right. All right. Brush us off. <laughs> All right. Love you. Okay. Love you. S- speak soon, darling. Bye. <laughs> Classic. There you go. Yeah. Just this checking is Judy in. Young on the podcast. Booking in with the boss. Yeah, she is. Yeah. And, um, so, where was where was it? We were oh, the pintails. Oh, the pintail. Um, yeah. So he, ri- he arrives in Perth, and it was so controversial because no one like WA still was still cut off so much in '68. We didn't really know what was happening in board design over east anyway. Yeah. But they gave him shit. <laughs> I felt actually quite sorry for him, you know, because but at the time he, you know, he was still a bit of a strange cat. But um, I did feel sorry for him because he just got heaps from everyone. Midget Fallery or Midget Farrelly? Yeah. 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 
you know, like people were just laughing as he was walking down the beach wow. with these boards, you know, with a pintail on the back, you know, the sharp it's point weird. on the back. Because we didn't know anything about pintails then. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They were sort of so, just like rounded squares, weren't they? Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, he sort of surfed in a specialty event and there was sort of five or six surfers in that. And But, uh, yeah, and it was but, only small yelling up. Yeah. And I went out to what was now called the Cove yes. for a secret little couple of waves because the main break was pretty tiny. Yeah. But I thought if I go to the Cove, that was my strategy in the final. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Cove of all places. Yeah. So I surfed a couple of waves over there with no one else around. So yeah, right. it was only two to three feet. Classic. It wasn't very big. But then I went over to the main break for the – but Peter Bothwell won it and I jagged a second in that. But Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so uh, where were we other than that? Uh, yeah, well, mate, uh, yeah, I was asking you about whether you knew about that really big comp. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the only one I can story. think of that's been big in a contest at Yelling Up was a Mal event going yeah. back, you know, the Mal, Yelling Up Mal. I yeah. think a couple of years ago they had some really big surf for that. Yeah. Oh, that no, might have been what been he was talking 25 oh. something years ago. Oh, no, it couldn't have been the Mal event then. Yeah, yeah. But no, anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Mate, um, since we're back on the down south train, um, Couple of questions I want to ask you, but maybe I'll go this one first, mate. What is what has been your love affair with this coast? With oh. any particular wave? Oh, where do I stop? <laughs> oh my god! Well, first of all, one of the main reasons I wanted to come back was being a goofy. You know, it is the land of the lefts. You know, yep. Let's face it. You know, I mean, I yep. love lefties. I don't yep. surf it much anymore, but I do love it. I think it's. I think I like it a bit more than bears, but have I still done like a, bears. Have you done a thousand hours at lefties? I don't know, but it's been a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been a lot. But, um, do you remember and it was easy to do earlier on in the early years because it wasn't that crowded, you know. Yeah. Whereas sometimes I, you know, I just hear stories of guys rolling up to the car park now and it's, you know, just packed and gotta, just like ants in the, the water everywhere, you know. Yeah, it's horrible. I'd rather sort of try and time it for a surf at Bears, you know, like, you know, I'm sort of more like a, I like quite like that one one to two o'clock time, you know, it just seems that everyone's a bit surfed out and yeah, crowd's a bit more manageable, you know. Yeah. But yep. I know guys all have a little time that they think's right for up there. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah. These days you think your time's right and you get up there and it's still fucking crazy. Oh yeah, you can't yeah. pick it sometimes, no. you know, it's changes, you know. But it's hard to it's hard to get those really I mean, I can remember one surf there, many I've got a few bears stories, but this one jumps to mind straight away is um is i was i went up on a day i was on my own and i drove up there and it was that sort of classic three to four feet not much bigger you know it was just sort of like a lot details baz old yelling up track or oh old yelling up yeah oh yeah straight straight through rabbit hill yeah were you in a four-wheel drive uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I used to have an old, 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 an old tray back landy that we used to leave okay. down here. Okay, yeah. continue. So yeah. I'd to get there with that one. Well, well mate, didn't stop everyone back I know, then. Did I know they? a lot of people did it. Yeah. yeah. So I get there and it's just, it's just as good a bears as you could possibly imagine. It's like ruler top, you know. Just everything was just so perfect. Not sort of super sized, but just really beautiful waves, you know. Sort of, sort of chest, it's a shoulder high couple of ones above that. So I'm out there with about five guys and um, slowly one by one, they all go in except for one guy. So in the end, I'm just so tired. I don't know. I've been out there like four and a, four hours, four and a half hours, something like that, you know, and catching more waves than I would now. 
And um, there's other guys out there and we're chatting going, oh, God, I wish I'd go on shore just so we can go in. It was that, it was that perfect that I just couldn't go in, you know. So eventually he goes in. And about, I reckon, 20 minutes later, the breeze just wafts in. It's about 2.30 in the afternoon. It just wafts in. But that was enough to go, I'm out of here, you know. And it slowly got yep. stronger anyway. So I come onto the beach and I'm walking along. And that guy is there, sitting there in the sand with a beer in his hand and an esky. And his girlfriend is topless and she's giving him a massage. <laughs> and I walk by and I go, Fuck. And I thought I was having a good day. <laughs> and then he goes, do you want a beer? And to this day, I don't know why I didn't say yes, because that would have just been perfect. But I don't know, because she was topless and everything. I just you wanted, just wigged oh, out. You know, I just sort of, oh, I don't really want to be part of this, really. Where yeah. am I going to look? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Would you and, like a beer and a massage? Yeah, a beer and a massage. <laughs> would you that like would a, be, well, that? No, would I you, don't think I would. I'm very happily Would you like man. a milk stout by any chance? Oh, God, no. Jeez. <laughs> So, you know, that was, I really remember that gun. And I just said, oh, and I thought I was having a great time. Fucking know? hell. Oh. And you were that wigged out. You oh, just and I was so the beer exhausted. And, and, just yeah. left. and, and I got up like, in the car and I thought, God, that beer would have tasted good. You know, why did I say no? You know? Especially since the topless girl probably would have served oh, you. Oh, maybe. I it was know. too much. It was too much for you. No. You're at overload point, oh. weren't you? But I've had a couple of bad accidents on that road too. Have you? On the front track, yeah. Okay. All right. I've That's had. I've had one where the trouble in, in those early days is the track was never really crowded. There was the odd car going up and there was the odd car coming back. So you tended to go a bit fast on it. And so I'm not saying it was my fault, but it could have been. <laughs> I was probably going a bit fast. I was coming back. This guy was coming up. But it was later in the afternoon and it had gone on shore. So I probably wasn't expecting anyone to be coming up the track so late, you know, because the breeze was in. And this VW came round a blind quarter, I came round a blind quarter. We wrote both the cars off. Oh. We had to get them towed out by a tractor. Oh, no yeah. one got hurt. Oh, that's good. Because you imagine in a V-dub with no engine in the front, you really could, you know. Mm. It was an old V-dub. And, um, yeah, so that was did you one know that, Did you know who it was? Uh, I did, actually. He was a guy, and I can't think of his... I think his name was Alex somebody, and he used to be a judge. Oh, right. And, and he, in fact, when I went... In fact, when we went to Hawaii after that over 28 thing when they included senior men's, he was one of the judges. His name was Alex. Oh, I thought McCart you meant a judge oh, in so a court right. of the law. No, 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 no. I was just like, no, I can't believe judge. you didn't get locked up no, for no, this, no, mate. No. See, what's a judge doing driving a V-dub? Yeah. 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 No, so, um, so he was on that trip yeah, that I went to Hawaii. But um, he, um, he, so he didn't get hurt, which was good, and I didn't get hurt. And I think I might have had a couple of people with me. I can't remember now. but yeah. And then the other one that I've had on there is, uh, again, similar story except a dirt bike. Uh, it wasn't Garth. No. Normally is Garth is on that track, Yeah. if you're listening, Garth. But, um, Garthy does. Garthy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I fixed but, Garthy's shower yesterday. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, good. good did, you get, did he pay you anything? Big, yeah. massive shout-out to Garth Malumby. Yeah, we love him. Legend. We do love the man. He may or may not have dropped me off a little gummy bear. Lolly. Huh? Ah, okay. Yeah, mm. As part payment. Because oh, well, I've got a sweet tooth. Good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so anyway, it was this guy on a, on a dirt bike and he was going real fast. I wasn't going that fast. But it's the same scenario, except this one ended a bit worse. He ended up in, he 
he got broke his leg and oh. broke his arm or his wrist actually so i had to take him to hospital and throw his bloody dirt bike into the bushes so no one would find it because i couldn't take it in the car wow so we had to come back and get that for and were him. you in the forby again uh, I don't remember which car I was in actually, but oh, yeah. but we. I didn't get much damage done, but you know he just went over the bars. You know what it's like on a bike yeah. into the windscreen. No, no, no. He flew past that straight, <laughs> over, <laughs> straight <laughs> over the top. He he broke his, I don't know. I don't know how. I can't remember. It was a long time ago, so I can't remember the wow. every part of it. But there were my two um, two accidents on the Bears track. Yeah, mate. Every now and then you see someone like get a bike. And go, oh yeah, like a dirt bike, and go, mm. oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go surf bears. I actually did it about 10, 15 years ago, and I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I've got to like a, yeah. a surfboard rack on the side of my dirt bike. I'm gonna go to bears, and it is actually the worst fucking idea ever. <laughs> I, I did it twice, and I'll never do it again because you can't drive in the middle of the track. No, because it's too soft. Yes, you've got to stick in a wheel yes. rut, right? Yes, because the middle of the track's too soft. So then you're in a wheel rut. So then you're bored is more than likely like going to hit the bushes because you're in a wheel rut and you're close to the bush. And then the other huge fear is, mate, everyone else is in a huge forby with a massive rhubarb and you come around that yeah. corner. There's some blind corners man, there. You, mm. like, Especially on that front there's track. There's only one, only one way it's going to go yeah. down. And Practicalities are riding a bike down to bed. <laughs> yeah, mate. And then it took me twice as long. My, my bike wasn't that great, to be honest. And uh, uh. And when I got there, I was sweating bullets and I was so tired from fighting the sand the whole way. Yeah. And I was like, I could have been kicking back an aircon listening to Bob Marley yeah, on the way up here. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah, let alone, uh, yeah, getting smashed into the front of someone's car. Yeah. That's gnarly. Did you, did you ever remember the, the early days at Bears when you had to walk in from Sugarloaf? Or did you hear of that happening? Well, I actually did it just because I didn't have a four-wheel drive. And I yeah, was, same. But, but, it, but it, it, was, it wasn't that old. I, I mean, we're talking like 98, 99. Ah. And I still did it just because I didn't have a four-wheel yeah, drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so tell us I'm, a story well, about that. Well, the, the only time... I've only done it the once because I, once I did it, I thought I'm never doing this again. Because it, 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 it was before the track, though, before there was sort of access that way. So yeah. it was in the very early days. And... Uh, I got bitten by a snake, but really? I didn't know that I'd got bitten by a snake. So I was just pushing through brush yeah. and that sort of Because there was no cape-to-cape cape track to no, walk no, along. Well, there, no, there <laughs> wasn't. nice any, little no, signs. No, no, there was nothing And I like believe, what, it, yeah. what is the cape-to-cape cape track sign? What's the uh, oh, signia on that? Oh, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's a snake, mate. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, all the way down a cape Well, I needed cape. Deb. I yeah, needed you Deb. The, you got the post with the little yellow plastic yeah, thing. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but just up, just up the road from after Baz got bitten, there was a, you've been bitten by a snake, get to hospital. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I see all those bloody trekkers always with the big things around. Yeah, the, the big boots yeah, and the right, things. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's, so, the, that's the symbol for the yeah. cape to cape track. You never track. see them smiling, though, do you? They're never Sorry? The, the cape to cape trekkers, you never see them smiling. They're never having a good time. No, no. No, they're hating life. They're like, this sucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I was walking in and got bitten, just but didn't stomping, know that I'd got bitten. Just right? stomping bush because yeah, it was stomping no, bush. So I probably no thought it was a twig that hit me, you know. Right. So I was probably in thongs and boardies, whatever. <laughs> and so what happened was we went for a sir. What year and, roughly are we talking in? Oh, jeez. Well, it had to be after seventy-eight. No, hang on. No, it would have to be after seventy. I came here in 72, Bears was took back, talked about at the Aussie titles in 73, 
So I'm going to guess and say it was 74, something like that, 1974. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. not a long time ago. That is a long and, time uh, <laughs> You sort of forget how long ago yeah. that is. As long as you're within <laughs> about a four-year window, I'm pretty yeah, happy yeah, with that. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. about yeah. as good as I can do, I think. Years, that's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, so we went for a surf and the surf was okay. It wasn't bad, but the wind came in earlier than I expected, so we didn't stay all that long. And it got really windy, so yeah. so we walked out, and I'm feeling like really lackadaisical and a bit tired. <laughs> so we end up going to the pub, you know, Dave's <laughs> house. So I'm drinking a few beers, and we're throwing a few arrows, darts, you know. And um, I'm going, shit, I'm feeling tired, you know. So look, boys, I'm going to have to go home, you know. So I went back to the the little cedar wood cabin, and I, and I just flaked for the afternoon. And the other guys came back a bit later, and I just said like, like, a bit later, I said. I still got no energy. I don't, you know, if you want to go back or whatever you want to do, do it. So anyway, I woke up the next morning and my foot was like a balloon. Really? And uh, anyway, so I ended up going to the doctors and they discovered that it was a dewy that had bitten me. <laughs> the guy had <laughs> bit, bitten dog. me. So what, was there two little pinpricks? Yeah. And um, he, the only thing he said to me, the doctor, he said, you're really lucky to have left it this long without any side effects, He said, real big side effects, he said, because... When you're f- relatively fit, and because you know we were still young enough at that time that you'd be, we were all as surfers were pretty fit, yeah. he said that was my saviour a little bit because not that I maybe would have died, but just that I could have been in a bit more trouble other than feeling a bit lethargic and tired, yeah. and then waking up with this bloody giant foot like elephantitis, <laughs> and uh, then racing to the hospital. But uh, yeah, it was a new guy, but I yeah. didn't even know that it had happened, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. Do you reckon yeah. it was on the way in or the way out? I think it was on the way in because I started really? feeling a bit sort of tired when we were leaving and climbing up the hill from surfing. I started to feel, gee, I don't feel very fit today, you know what I mean? When you were so, surfing, did you find you were doing more S-turns <laughs> than normal <laughs> on the wave face? Everyone's like, fuck, Baz is ripping today. <laughs> it's just S-turning all over oh, the place. turning all over the place. Is that Jake Patterson over there? <laughs> yeah. Snake? Yeah. <laughs> I got another one. One other bear story I can think of is yeah, uh, is Al Bean. Um, Al was running Surfside, and um, he was the manager there. And it was pre his shaping days. Yeah, we had some good stories from Al on his uh, yeah when he came in. Uh, yes, I know. Yeah, about yeah. His, um, he, he did a great interview. That was a great. Yeah, he's a great, yeah, I'm, great I'm, storyteller. And I'm just living in his shadow tonight. Oh, I can't cut it out. <laughs> That was a pretty good one. But yeah, he did tell us about when he was running running this surfside down there. Oh, it? it was classic. Yeah. And so I'd come down sometimes during the week or whenever, but it was a lot of times during the week I'd shoot down for a day if I thought the surf looked good. And, you know, Al, we're going for a surf. Bears looks, look, it's going to be good, isn't it? He goes, yeah. He goes, oh, he said, but look, you know, what am I going to do? I'll have to lock the shop up. I said, yeah, lock it up. Yeah. And it was really quiet down at Yelling Up in yeah. those days, you know. He was claiming some days he would sell one chalk milk yeah. for the whole day. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. So, so anyway, so I thought I make a, I'll make a better living out of shaping. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, which is not easy to do. No. Uh, so um, anyway, so we had a lot of days at Bears where he just shut up shop. Yeah. For four hours, three hours and go surfing with me. Wicked. Until one time the owners came down when the shop was closed. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. They were not impressed. <laughs> and I don't know what he told them, but uh, he He's nearly like, Me he mate Baz has just been job. bitten by a snake oh, up yeah. the track and well, that's right. I had to go and save him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
So uh, yeah, but we we uh, had a lot he, of he sent days. me a telegram and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. But he um, yeah, he got away with that. I don't. I think that his the owners were friends of his dad, so that's oh, yeah. why he didn't have. Yeah, that's to, how he uh, got the job uh, initially. Yeah. I remember him yeah. telling me. Yeah, yeah. Um, shark stories, oh, yeah. bears. Okay. Um, I haven't got any really, except oh, the one, good. the Tommy Trigwell one. Oh yeah, of I remember that paddling, one. You remember that one paddling out between mummers and, yeah. and babies? Yeah, and in that deep. I wasn't channel. there, but I remember reading it in the local rag. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember Tommy said this thing was huge. Yeah. He said it glided under me and it just went forever. Were you out there that day? I wasn't there that day. I was there another day when the shark uh, helicopter came down and came down close to the water and buzzed everyone out of the water. You know, yep. set off the alarm. But I'd just come in for a surf. But that's. I mean, they're everywhere, you know. Like, yeah. you'd be amazed how many times we're all out surfing yeah. and there's grey nurses or bronze whalers going underneath us. Yeah, well, I yeah. saw that footage J-Bay last week. Um, yeah. The pros are out. They didn't know there was sharks. No. Nah, you nah. know? No, they're gliding around under right us there. all the yeah. time. Mm. You know, but it's, it's when those... If that eye comes up and eyeballs you, you're thinking, well, this is a great white, you know. Yeah. That's what they do. They break the surface and eyeball you. What's um, out of those uh, three breaks up there? Yeah. Which one's been your favourite? Oh, for me, it's always been mummers. Has it? I've never surfed babies Small mummers or outside mummers? Uh, either in the early days. Um, I used to, I mean, there's, it is possible at outside mummers to go right through babies. Yeah. doesn't happen a lot. doesn't happen a but lot. But it does happen it occasionally. It does happen. I've That's had one. a long way, you know. Yeah. But I just love mummers, you know, and I love the crew, you know. Yeah. It's Garth, even though Garth never gives me any waves. He <laughs> takes them off me. No, he's oh, so got no pity for older men. Doesn't he? No, no, he's all right. Yeah. But Garth, I, I just, love all, right, I just yeah. love all the guys that, and I surf puffers if it's super crowded. Yeah, you know, but I to be honest, you have to be brutally honest. I'm not really surfing up there at the moment, but yeah, I'd like to get back there, but see how this rest of this exercise program. Mate, goes. there's a break very close to there that's a bit further out and a bit deeper and a bit fatter. Uh, is there? The, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's very close. About yes, 400 very close. meters away. Yes. Did yes. you do time out there in the 70s? No, and 80s? no, didn't I didn't. I, even though I like big waves, I never really surfed out there. Didn't you? Why is no. that? Uh, I don't know if we're thinking of the same place. Yeah, I think we are. Are we? Yeah, uh, about 300 metres south. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, well, no one was surfing it in the early days. When they? There was no one surfing that. Yeah, right. We, we were quite pedestrian about where we went. Yeah, you didn't need to. Well, we didn't need to, really. You yeah. know, I mean... Well, with you, Baz, that mama's... That's, that's, you know... Sorry? That sort of mama's size. I'm, I'm with you there. That sort of three to four foot. Yeah, three to five feet. Like, sort of know, pitching I, on the inside of it. Yeah, I just love it. I mean... Yeah. You know, there's no doubt about it. Summer day, south swell, you know, you can take off a little and then you backdoor almost yeah. the normal takeoff. You know, but when, but when it's wintertime and it's west and those, it's a bit fatter at mummers, quite often I may surf puppers yeah. a bit more yeah, in winter, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, with Bam and a few others. <laughs> <laughs> Bam and oh, Bam, That's Bam's, you know, that, that break should be renamed Three Bam. You know, just one bam one bam yeah one bam he does, he, yeah. he's always out there he loves it he loves it yeah yeah i like surfing with bam yeah cool he's um, good man so yeah that's i think that's all the bear stories i had i don't know i mean yeah. lots of good days but um 
Who was the best you ever saw do it out at Bears? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, Apart from that dude on the beach with Cole Pierce and Thomas yeah, Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, he was yeah. the best. Yeah, that's He was story. the second best. He was the second best. <laughs> um, I reckon the... Um, who have I seen surf at the best? I like the way Jack uh, Jake attacks it. Oh, yeah? I, re- I really like Jack's... Jake's backhand Jake attack. Jake Patterson? Yeah, Jake Patterson's backhand it's attack. Very crispy, isn't it? Oh, it's really crisp, you know. Yeah. I mean, Taj was great out there, but, yeah. you know, he's he was good dynamic. But, yeah. Um, but I really like Jake surfing out there. And, and I've probably been, of the better surfers, that's the one that I've witnessed maybe the most of the better yep. surfers, you know. I've seen Jake up there a lot over the years, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but, oh, look, this, you know, by, by maiming people, it's sort of almost, you know, it's not courtesy to the others. That yeah, so many. You could There's sit so here for an hour. There's so many over yeah. the time that have been really good, you know, and even now. You know. Mate, in your early West Oz days, yeah. say, fuck, I don't know, 70 to Two, 80 yeah. or yeah. whatever, who did you look up to? Who was the peers that you were looking up to in West Australian surfing oh, at the time and going, fuck oh, Tony hell. Hardy was, oh, yeah. was huge for me. I, I'm... I mean, he was winning the senior men's and winning the opens, and yeah, right. Such a smooth surfer and so full of just you know guts and yeah, you know. There's been a, I remember there was one contest at Margaret River that I was in that it was closing out between um, not boat ramps. Um, what's it called to the left there? The bomby, yeah, and the main break. Fuck now, when it's doing really? that. Holy shit. That Jesus. is huge. That's big. That's that is so big. And it wasn't closing out every way, but it was, there was ways it was the odd closing one that was... out. And it, was, and it was one of those contests. I don't know what it was. It might have been the Margaret River Thrasic or something. Something, or something like that. Oh, or yeah. Thriller. And in this particular contest, and I used to, and I was at an age where I still did like surfing bigger waves. And everyone was going around the uh, car park going, are you going to go out? Like if they were in your heat. <laughs> Because what you were hoping is if that only three people were going to go out out of six-man heats, <laughs> if three would decide not to go, um, that means that the heat would just – you didn't have to go out. It you're would just in. go – you yeah, three guys because yep. your first, second and third went through out of a six-man heat. So you'd go around the car park and, what do you reckon, Mick? Jeez, I don't know if I'm going to go out. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to talk other people out of it and hopefully you'd – I only get you, three that wanted to go bucks. out because that, that's bucks, how big mate. it was, you know. And the two people that stood out during that really big day uh, was Ricky Gath and Tony Hardy. And they both were the only ones that almost went over to the main peak. It was so big that people were taking off on 10-foot waves on the shoulder, oh, including yeah, right. me. Yeah, You know, like I was on the shoulder. I got through my first heat with... I think I'm not joking. I think I got through with one wave. Yeah, it was that big, and it wasn't a bad one, you know. But there were some guys that didn't catch a wave. It was that big, and yeah, then right. all I thought about was, well, I hope I don't have to go out again today. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to go out there, you know. It was just too big. But that's a big. But Tony Hardy. So Tony Hardy one. really impressed me all the way through his surfing life, you know. But and he had a real special affinity with Margaret Mainbreak in particular, yeah, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, and his yeah. boys, you know, were great surfers too, you know. And now look at his granddaughters. I know. Yep. Yeah. I what mean, a lineage. Mate, it's far out. What I a just lineage. heard reports two days ago of them 
like ripping up north apart, you know. Oh, yeah. Toomies and that. And it's, man, they're on there. Those girls excel up there. No, oh, like, you know, even Bronte, you know. Like, yep. I see Bronte sort of times competing in waves that, that you know, don't let her show her true medal, you know. No. And, and you think, oh, you're so much better than this because I know yeah. how well you surf up north, oh, you know. Only if she could get to pipe, trapu oh, and cloud yeah. break. Yeah. And then well, all of a sudden. She's doing all right, though, this year. She's, she's going to she re-qualify. She's a good chance. I think yeah, she's big at number... Is she? She's number five. There's not many qualified. Number though. five right now. So if she holds that position, oh, that's right. It's only qualify. five go up from yeah. the ladies yeah. and from yeah. women's. Yeah. yeah. But I, I'm, you know, Damon. I mean, who doesn't like Damon surfing? You know, like yeah, yeah. He's always really impressed me over the years. You know? Yeah. You were looking, not down, but under to him though. You know, like uh, obviously I was asking that question to go. Well, oh. who was looking? Yes. Who were you? Yeah, looking yeah. Up ahead to, of me you know? at yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not, a shame about not, Tony Hardy, obviously being. Yeah, he's probably surfed his last wave. In all oh, honesty, yeah. he's in jail yeah, probably until he until he dies, which is unfortunate. I don't know. I just, I'm surprised that he's. It's not more of um, some sort of rehab. Uh, yeah, mental, me, mental health thing. Obviously, yeah. he had some. But I, but mental I think he's. That's where he is at, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. in jail and yeah, probably not getting out. No. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah, it so, is. So, Baz, what about some of the, um, obviously, you you know, you've been heavily involved in the young upboard riders over the years. Who yep. are some of the uh, really young groms that you've sort of seen lately that are oh. impressing? Oh, you know, geez, um, uh, some of the kids. Um, I'm going to throw out a couple of names for you. Yeah. I, I, Otis North. I was going to say Otis North. Yeah. Because he's down at Margaret's Way, but he rides Al's boards and... He is super impressive. Yep. If I had to think of one kid that I think could go a lot further, he jumps to mind. Seems to have a really good head on his shoulders too. Yeah, yeah. he does. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then um, uh, PM's son. Um, Cade. Young Cade. Cade. Yep. I mean, he's improved a hell of a lot. You know what, getting, getting away from that from a sec. Yeah, yeah. Going to the, going to the pro side of things, how much is... is uh, uh, Baxter, come on in his surfing. Uh, Jack, is it uh, Jack? Jack Baxter. Jackson Baker. Jackson Baker. Sorry, yep. his surfing has improved so much. And the is it Connor O'Leary? Yeah, yeah. yeah man. How is he? How at good is he Ooh. surfing since he's been in the in, the, in sort of competing at the top level? Unreal. Some of those guys have just. Uh, and that new guy that's joining the circuit looks the beast of a man. Who's who's the mind from San Clemente? Who's Cole Hoshman? Cole Hoshman. Where the fuck did that guy come from? I Apart know. Apart from a gym, I'm really obviously. I'm interested <laughs> to see what he's going to do. Yeah. Mate, yeah. if he wins Huntington right now. He's already qualified. I know, but if he does, that'd be three in a row and that'd be like pretty he's almost He's unpro- three, three of them in he, a row. Well, no, he's run the last oh, two yeah. challenges. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like I'm just yeah. saying, if he was to, and like he just yeah. smashed his heat yeah. Like, yeah. like last night or whatever. Yeah. Like if he won three challenges, yeah. that sort of yeah. almost like, hold on a sec. Has anyone even yeah. done that? Like, yeah. I don't think yeah. so. I don't yeah, think so. Pretty, no, yeah, I don't extreme. think anyone's won three in a, in a season. Yeah. I tell you, you what, Adzi, I know that you've probably got a whole bunch more that you want to discuss, but so much more. we're going to so much. slowly wrap this up. Um, yeah. Because we are getting to the yeah. three hour mark yep. today. Yep. Well, we are going to come back, I reckon, and like you say, as you do the uh, the Zoom recorder and just go through some of the photos. Yeah, and then I've got a whole bunch of standard questions that I like to ask our guests that le- you generally lead to good stories. And we've also got 
some really cool notes that Baz has got there. Yeah. Is there, mate, you've... you've oh, there's re- one standout story left. I was about to say, you've there's got... One you, you've really put story. in some great preparation in, in writing a lot well, of cool notes. only because I was afraid at 76 I'd forget what I wanted to say. <laughs> mate, and Let, in let's all honesty, clarify that. If you want to bang out a couple of rippers... I, oh, I mean, this, I'm, one, I'm, this one's I'm, a beauty. Okay, what do right. we got? Where's it start? All right. Uh, I got offered to go on the Quicksilver boat a couple of times, the North... Um, the trader, the North, what's it called? The Indy Strader. Indy Strader. And um, a couple of times I couldn't go because uh, Alan Green from Quicksilver, he bought it, the one with the helicopter pad on the top. So, And the deal was that I just had to pay to get to Bali. Uh, he does do trips to the, to the mentor-wise, but when he's offered me the chance to go on one of those with all his mates, I couldn't do it because I was going somewhere else or it didn't fit in. Uh, fine, mate. Got still drinking one, um, and um, so uh, I get this call up. Do you want to go to Northwest Papua? And I'm thinking Northwest Papua. I didn't even know anything about it for a surf destination. Northwest so, what? Northwest Papua. Oh, Papua. Papua, oh. and um, so uh, it's still owned by the Indonesians, but it is pa- basically part of Papua New Guinea, I think, and. Um, so I jumped at it and got on the on the trip, and um, we didn't get great waves. We got some waves. Uh, we saw some really good setups, but didn't really score. But we went past islands like where two of the Japanese soldiers walked out of the jungle about fifteen years ago. Still thought the war had been on, <laughs> you know. Like oh, yeah, they, the Japs were all through this area, yeah, you know. Yeah. And um, so. We're on the boat and we're sitting around one night and there's this guy whose name, his real name I'm not going to say, so we'll just call him Pete, right? So Pete's telling us a story. Now, Pete um, is a friend of Alan Green's, um, the guy who owns Quicksilver and has made all these millions and bought the Indies Trader. And um, they still do normal trips where people can rent it out, but he also has access to, say, all right, let's put a bunch of guys together. you just got to pay for your airfare to get there and then the rest is free, you know, which is what this scenario was. So Pete is telling us this story one night. Now, he's married to a girl, little local Indo girl in Kupang. And so he lives there and he started a homestay place. So to start it, he... uh, First of all, let me explain that he had a motorbike accident many, many years ago and he's left him with a speech impediment. He had a bit of a brain injury. Um, he didn't really surf anymore, but he just comes on the trip because Greeny's an old mate of his, right? And um, so he's, we're sitting up on the deck one night and he's telling us this story about starting this guest house and wanted to get all the printing done for the name of it and he wanted to call it Casablanca. So... He goes to the printers, and I don't know whether it was in Coupang, because Coupang's not that big, so it might have been that he went, you know, to Denpasar or whatever to get it done. But wherever he went, they had trouble understanding him. (laughs) So he gets the brochures back, and it says, um, case of bananas, (laughs) guest house. (laughs) Because when he's... With yeah. his speech impediments, yeah. like, it's called Casablanca. Yeah. They somehow interpret it as case of bananas. <laughs> so I don't know if I've got it here. I've got the, the, the actual form of it. But so he said, I thought about it 
and he didn't say it like that, but he yeah. said, I thought about it and I thought, what a give me little, you know, an unusual little, little catchy little name. Yeah. So what? if you ever Too go to Coupang, yeah. there's a guest house there called Case of Bananas that no. was supposed to be <laughs> Casablanca. Oh, he was the classic a guy, lovely guy. Right. But, uh, yeah, so that was sort so of the one thing. Look it up, everyone, Case of Bananas. Case yeah. of Bananas, if you're going. If well, you're like, not. the reason he had it was there's a lot of oil workers that work throughout that whole er- area and um, they need to be stationed somewhere that they can get back to on a weekend and have a few days off, you know. Yeah. But it we, it was beautiful country. It was this, There's this place called um, Rija... Ampat, I think it's Raja Ampat, yeah. and it's a World Heritage listed area, and it's just got these sort of mountains that come out of the water, just all green, beautiful, oh, beautiful. shaped, you know, like that place in um, Tahiti. Yeah, no, no, in uh, is it in Vietnam? Oh, okay. Halong Bay. Uh, Bay, yeah, really yeah. similar to that. Just beautiful. It was east just the of, most beautiful. We spent about Hanoi. three days there, uh, in between looking for surf, you know, yep. just diving and. Raja Ampat, it's just beautiful. Yeah, see. World Heritage. Unreal. Anyway, that was... That's that was a good one. one. Yeah. 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 That is a good one. Mate, yeah. well, I guess maybe we should press pause here, you think? Or I, do you, I think what we're going to do is we're going to wrap this into one episode. Yep. Sounds um, good. Jeez. Yeah, there's a bit of other Tell stuff. Tell you what, we... Mate, there's lots of, lots of other stuff. I, I actually want to come back. Sooner than later, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm sort I of thinking strike, strike while the iron's yep. hot. Otherwise, we might forget what we talked about. And yeah. we've got more stories that Baz has got written down there. I've got Phew. my own questions that always lead to stories. And yeah. we want to do a tour of his man cave here, which is oh. of the highest order. With no, so no, 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 no. Yeah, no, we're doing that. No. Uh, <laughs> no, we just, mate, we just want to get some stories yeah. behind some of these photos because some of these yeah. photos are really historic. There is a story behind that one, the Red yeah. Girl shop. Well, look, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the closest one to us. It's a wooden yeah. framed yeah, photo. You, it's probably it, 800 Does the colour of the frame look familiar in the photo? The colour of the frame? It uh, looks Jarrah? No, no, it's not Jarrah. It's, it's, been, it's, it's been painted. Okay. But it's the actual original. Oh, it's the same it's as the, the original fucking, timber yeah. from Rip Curl's first shop when they took over a bakery in Torquay. Yeah, I was going no to say, way. it looks like the eaves right there. It is. It is the eaves. Yeah. So we're looking at a 800 by 500 rectangular photo of the rip original rip curl, it says rip curl quality surf product, which is sort of half grown over with a bush. Yeah. And the frame is an actually bakery. the eaves. It's an old bakery. Yeah. It so says, it's, Barry, it's got to be thank 90. you for all the years, Brian no, and Doug. Doug. I mean, fucking hell. Who's got that on well, the wall? Well, I think they only were able to get enough timber to do four frames. Really? That they Unreal. found. I don't know where they found them from or anything, you know, but... Mate, that's yeah, it. That, that's do you know what I think we might me. do, Adzi, is we might come back here and film it. Yeah, film, I think we need to do a bit of film as well. So that's okay. uh, that's basically a preview yeah, of what's to come in the next teaser. episode because yeah. um, there's so many cool photos around here. That bottom here one's Northwest Papua. Is it? That on that same trip? One. Yeah, that's that trip. Oh, is that you doing a... St- Deezy, yeah, you won't deep believe this. That's why I think backhand. probably the best shot <laughs> of you going right. I don't take many good photos, and I'm going right. And I was about to go in for a new hip replacement, and it's just before it. And I surfed really shit house on that trip, yeah. and somehow that wonderful photographer managed to shoot that shot. Mate, we're and just looking at a perfect. Yeah. 
three foot black and white photo of three you foot. just turn it up. You're fucking absolutely. Twice overhead, mate. There's fins there. Well, it's only twice overhead because he's just burying the rail <laughs> so hard on his back end and crouched <laughs> in a power pack position. Oh, but come on, mate. Oh, you yeah. know me. Small wave. Your guests yeah. are going to get really bored with this by now. No, 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 mate. This is what they're here for, yeah. um, mate. There's a really, it's a really, really cool room that we're in and. Uh, we would like to do a tour and just get, mate, just even if it's like a 30 second story behind a few yeah, of these photos. And, um, I'd love yep. to come back just to have another beer with Baz. So. Yeah, yeah, well, as well, you're very welcome anytime. Awesome. Yes. That's Sick. what this room's for. And I've got some Judy standard. won't let you in the main house because she'll be worried you'd never leave, but yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> let's, do, let's do the standard questions for the next time. So yeah, that's to, what I'm saying. Okay. I've, got, I've got a whole bunch of standard questions that I like to ask our guests that yeah. always lead to cool stories. Yeah. And there's about five or six and there's, mate, just... Just answering those six oh, could I know easily... Them. I think I know them. You know us, Phil. Yeah. You listen. Um, yeah. So those six questions could easily lead to an hour as well. So yeah. we'll be back for part two soon. Okay. Thanks so much uh, hey, I've for having enjoyed us it, guys. in your man cave here. I haven't got as, you haven't got me as pissed as I thought you would. We tried. You just fucking Don't worry, just talk time. too much. Yeah, next you time, talk, Yeah, we'll, we'll get you started on the double RPAs We've next time. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Barry Young, Thank you so much for joining us on Barrel Surf Podcast. Oh. Look forward to the next episode, mate, with you involved and uh, been an absolute pleasure. Oh, Thank the honour's so all mate. mine being on this illustrious program. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>